Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, May 25th, 2023, the Monty Show. Uh, is live on your, I would guess most of you are on cell phones. It doesn't matter. How the heck are you? As always, we are presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, and mainly because you never pay a consultation fee. No, no, friends. It costs you nothing to talk to the best injury attorneys in the business at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, or you can chat with an attorney live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week when it's convenient for you and it costs you nothing. You have nothing to lose if you've been in an accident, a car accident, if you got hit while you were riding your motorcycle, your bicycle, you get hurt at work today. You, your friends, your family, send them to theadvocates.com. Um, a lot to get to today. Obviously, um, I don't know. I guess uh, you guys are all here to ask us uh, what our <laughs> handicap is and... You know, how's the short game? Yeah, how's the putter these days? You Speaking know. of which, we'll be off tomorrow uh, as we head into a long four-day memorial weekend. Golf vlog coming out tomorrow, though. Yes, golf vlog is coming out tomorrow. By the way, also, uh, we'll be up at Canyons Golf tomorrow. Super excited about that in Park City. But you, as usual, friends, uh, are here because you want to know how the Pac-12 burns. Or turns, whatever it is. <laughs> um, and I think this, that finally we, we have some insight into what Oregon thinks about the, the TV situation. And the funny thing is, Rob Mullins, the athletic director at Oregon, on the record about a week ago to the Oregonian, and Jake and I see this quote completely differently. Mm -hmm. We are on two opposite ends of this quote right here from Rob Mullins, the athletic director at Oregon, who said the Pac-12 has 10 outstanding members remaining, and we are one of them. I think the Pac-12 has served the University of Oregon well. I think everyone is aligned. I think there's a great confidence we are going to end up in the right place is what I think. What, Jake, when you hear that from Rob Mullins, the athletic director at Oregon, what do you think he means by that? Yeah, I mean, the first time I heard it, I felt like he was kind of going down the path of, hey, the Pac-12 is great. And, you know, like when, when he says, hey, we're going to wind up in a great place, you know, like you could take that one of two ways. I kind of took it as, hey, the Pac-12 is going to wind up in a good place. But I think... You know, when you start dissecting and you think about Oregon's place in the conference, it's kind of hard to 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 take it that way. Because, like, if you were Oregon, you wouldn't be out here talking about the Pac-12 being a great place. You'd be out here talking about how Oregon's a great place and how, you know, you have great funding and you have great a great football program and everything. So I initially kind of took it like, yeah, he's kind of talking about the Pac-12 here, but... Then you start to get into it, and you're like, well, actually, this might be the Brett Robbins at Arizona approach where we're talking about how, you know, we're going to wind up in a great place either way and and basically laying the, the yellow brick road for let's head to the Big Ten. Now, see, the way I look at this is very different. I think this is Rob Mullins being a politician 
doing exactly what he should do, which is saying absolutely nothing at all. He is ambiguous in that it's very vague. There's a lot of vagary here. He doesn't say anything. What he does say is, we are, and again, I want to make sure that we get this right. So I'm going to put this quote back up. 10 outstanding members remaining, and we are one of them. What have we told you from day one on this show about the Pac-12? They want to stay together. They like the relationships they have in the conference, and I think Rob Mullins, the athletic director at Oregon, has left no doubt that everybody in, in, in Eugene is very fond and very happy to be a part of the, the, the Pac-12. Now, as far as the rest of that quote, I don't think this is any different than what anybody else has said. At the end of the day, when this whole thing settles, Oregon's going to wind up in a very good spot. I think that is what he is saying. Mm -hmm. Now, I have also told you repeatedly over the last 10 days to two weeks, Oregon and the Big Ten, along with Washington, have had long, productive, exploratory conversations about what it is going to take to get Oregon and Washington into the Big Ten. I've also told you that the TV partners in the, in the Big Ten um, are not really going to be satisfied with just four teams on the West Coast. They want six. Um, which is why today as well we add to that story um, with a source in the TV industry telling us that Washington and Oregon are a package deal with Stanford and Cal as far as the Big Ten is concerned. And I think that's exactly how it should be because you already have gone back in the Big Ten to your TV partners, which, again, for everybody saying that the Big Ten TV deal is falling apart or that it was you know poorly put together, you're up in the night. You're completely wrong. You could not be, you could not be wronger. The Big Ten TV deal, or more wrong, or more incorrect, wronger. Whatever it is, it's more funner to say wronger. My point is, listen, the Big Ten TV deal is not coming apart. Uh, it was not thrown together hastily, as I read in uh, one of the uh, Florida State blog reports in the newspaper down there that the Big Ten TV deal was hastily thrown together with irresponsible... Shut up. It was not hastily thrown together. It is the single largest financial television deal in the history of college athletics. There were always going to be some I's and T's, right? We all knew that. Is it surprising it wasn't signed? Is it surprising that Kevin Warren left uh, and essentially lit that thing on fire for somebody else to come in and put it out? Yeah, it is. It's a little surprising. Right. That does not mean this TV deal is going anywhere. And as we have exclusively reported on this show, the Big Ten has gone back to its TV partners and remember who's involved in this deal. You've got Fox, who's got the early kickoff, big noon, uh, you know, Saturday, Big Ten, your mom's house, kicking off football on a Saturday on Fox. Right. Then the 3.30 window goes to CBS, and the late window goes to NBC. CBS and NBC have agreed to come back to the table with a little more money and supply finances to bring in Stanford, Cal, Oregon, and Washington. Should that be available to them? Should that happen? Because again, if you remember one thing I said today, it's what I've said all along. There's not one of these 10 teams in the Pac-12 that is eager to, eager to hit the ejecto cedo button right. uh, out of this conference. I think these 10 teams enjoy being together, as I said. So I don't think by any stretch of the imagination, whether it is Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal, whether it is, you know, Colorado is another one that everybody likes to easily say, oh, it's going to be soon, maybe. I don't think any of this is soon, maybe. I think every one of these 10 chancellors and presidents have a backup plan. Their primary plan is to stay together in the Pac-12. No question about that. 
Does that mean that's going to happen? No, it does not. Some shit happen. Does it mean it's likely? It does not even mean it's likely. That is their desire and that is their number one plan. But again, I don't think, Jake, any of these, these presidents or chancellors have indicated that they are eager to move to the Big 12. No, and I think that's why you've seen them shift their narrative to the, the reason why it hasn't gotten done yet versus the reason why schools would stay or go. You yes. notice how... You notice how how like President Schultz is an example, but there are many presidents we've discussed on this program who have done this where they talk about, hey, like this deal isn't done because of layoffs or because of this or because of that. And I think I think that's why you see that shift in narrative. And I think it's interesting to me that Oregon finally came out and had a couple things to say. Uh, because timing wise, it is a really interesting time. I mean, again, when if you're the Pac-12 and, and you're a president in the Pac-12 and you're looking around the country and looking at these different TV deal situations, you obviously know that the ACC is going through some things with their member institutions. You know that the Big Ten's trying to figure out their just trying to figure out how to complete their TV deal. Obviously, it's going to get done. They're just going through, you know, again, dotting I's and crossing T's process as every deal goes through that in life. And then, you know, the SEC is rock solid and the Big 12 is rock solid. So really, it's you and the ACC having some issues. And I think that the Pac-12 just needs to get conclusion. You need to get finality on your situation. But it's no surprise that uh, if you're the president of Oregon, that you're well-spoken or that, you know, that you're prepared or that you're you're tactical in the things that you say. I, I would expect nothing less from from an institution like that and and i think if you know if stanford were ever to come out and start talking or cal were ever to come out and start talking i would expect uh more of the same honestly i would yeah i think rob mullen said exactly what he should have said and i think rob mullen said exactly what everybody else in this conference should have said which is a whole lot of not much yeah because there's no win in rob mullen's coming out and saying we're staying in the pac-12 forever or, on, or we're burning this scene to the ground. Thanks for coming. We're out. Like, what is the win in any kind of finality? And again, I go back to Kirk Schultz, the, the president at Washington State. And the, the thing that's so troubling about Kirk Schultz and the statements he's made, he is on the executive committee. He is one of the people, even in his inconsistencies and now the financial troubles that is very clearly happening at Washington State that we broke on this show that they have instituted a spending freeze, that they have instituted a hiring freeze. Yeah. Because they have to get their financial house in order. You look at Kirk Schultz, and I cannot stress this enough. It, you know that the presidents at Stanford, Washington, and, and Washington State are the ones that are on the executive committee. They're the three figureheads in this conference that are supposedly you know, running the, the narrative down, down the, the stream to all the yeah. other presidents and chancellors. Yet we're getting such an inconsistent message. And I think a lot of it is that, you know, if I, if I, had, to, if I had to guess, President Kase at Washington, she is just, I think she is not somebody who's comfortable with the way that this whole thing is played out. I think she is somebody that would rather speak very little or not at all as she has done in this situation. And notice that you have not heard um, from, you know, your, your football coach, your athletic director. Like, you haven't heard from anybody at Washington. <laughs> now, at Oregon, you haven't had a president. You've had an interim president followed by an interim president. And now your athletic director is kind of the figurehead because he's the one bringing all these people together. Yeah. Right? 
you you have situations at Stanford and Cal where, frankly, athletics have been dreadful. I mean, terrible. And you're getting into situations at at somewhere like a USC where Bronny James is coming in to play basketball on top of the Lincoln Riley situation and with all the transfer portal success and Caleb Williams and has USC had anything to say about this entire situation? Nope. Not a word since <laughs> excellent strategy since sir. they revolted and started this whole thing. USC has not said two words. I now it's smart. They have the, the bone situation and all those controversies. Okay, great. But if you look at the people who have talked versus the ones who have not, whether it's Arizona, the embarrassing Arizona State Ray Anderson situation. Yeah. Um, you look at Colorado, you look at Washington State. Again, not to be redundant, the people talking are the ones in the deepest holes, in my opinion. I, I, and Kirk Schultz is, is, again, I'm not trying to victimize Washington State or, or point them out or, or, or make an example out of them, but yeah. Kirk Schultz is on the executive committee. He is one of three people that communicate directly, regularly, often, as much as daily with George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, and he has given mixed messages, and he is in the middle of a firestorm. Best. Frankly, he is fighting for his job at Washington State by some sources. Yes. I mean, you're a, you're a mess. And he's one of the people talking the most. Well, it's indicative of the Pac-12, isn't it? Like It truly like the is. The Pac-12 is a mess. And I think, you know, it's just so fitting that, that that's the situation with, uh, you know, with Kirk Schultz and, and sitting on a board like that and, and being the one responsible for communicating to, to figureheads in the conference. Like, it just, it, it just is classic Pac-12 behavior. And I think, it is. you know, I, I, I think as much as this Big Ten TV deal situation sort of rocked the boat and caused some waves in the conference, like, I think the one thing we can all agree on is Tony Petiti's handling his business, you know? And, and you're not hearing, you know, these different schools just saying random stuff about the TV deal. You know, you're not hearing, you know, the, the uh, what, you know, Ohio states of the world coming out and complaining or whatever. Like, you don't, it doesn't feel disorganized in the Big Ten. And, no, and it I think doesn't. That's the biggest thing. And, that, and that's why I But have I you heard anybody in the Big Ten complaining about the TV contract? Well, you really haven't. You've heard reporting about certain institutions, but you haven't ha heard those institutions themselves you haven't had coaches athletic directors presidents yeah. like you haven't had a tidal wave of conflicting statements like you just don't get that yeah where where are you hearing administrators across college athletics where are you hearing administrators talking the acc and the pac-12 and why are they talking because the future is uncertain in both of those conferences and I think people are nervous, you know, and I think when people are nervous, they want to try and get ahead of the curve or fix whatever their perception. They want to feel better. They want. Yeah. And I think they want to feel empowered. But Kirk Schultz at Washington State is not empowered. And in fact, I mean, he had his nuts clipped in the last week. Right. Like, I mean, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. Yeah. Right. But if if you if you look at the statements and, and we have them all, if you go back to what. Uh, Phil DiStefano, the chancellor at Colorado, is talking about. There is a very good possibility the next deal uh, will bring in per school revenue ranking third among Power Five conferences. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're the chancellor at Washington. And you're saying that, okay, well, if number one's $100 million in the Big Ten, 
And number two is 50 million. 50 million in the SEC. And number three is 31.7 million in the Big 12. You're telling me you're going to eclipse the Big 12 deal. That, that's, what you're, that's what you're saying. Come on. That's what you're saying here. Oh, wait. But now the conflicting statement here is Colorado. And what you're looking at on the screen is DeStefano, the chancellor of Colorado, talking about, hey, we're going we're gonna to have a deal that's going to make us third among power five conferences. So then you're not leaving. So what is all this talk about soon, maybe Colorado is ready to join the Big 12? Keep it real. And it's not out of, you know, some fly-by-night, you know, couple of hacks on YouTube. Right, Big 12 ain't on. That's the, that's the Oklahoman. Yeah. Who's reporting that Colorado could possibly soon be ready to join the Big 12. <laughs> Listen to that verbiage, bro. Possibly soon. But... Why is it, if you're confident that the Pac-12 TV deal is going to be number three in college athletics? Yeah. Help me understand. Why do the rumors persist about Colorado going to the Big 12? Going back to the Big 12? Um, Why? Well, it's because I think we all know, unless there is the Hail Mary of Hail Marys, the miracle of miracles, the shocking development that there's no chance you're going to get near $30 million. Mm -hmm. Because, again, our sources are telling us it's, it is $20 million. And that's, that's likely a really good deal for the Pac-12. Yeah, with the current landscape, yeah, that's a pretty good deal for the Pac-12. And our sources have also told us for months and months and months it would take $25 million to keep the 10 schools together, and if you're under $25 million, you're likely going to lose half the conference or more. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. So what I'm trying to understand is, well, you have all these guys talking. If, if you're Colorado, are you saying two damn words when your football tickets for the home opener against Nebraska are now selling for as much as $900 a ticket? $900 a ticket. Bro. Why would you be talking? From a range of $400 to $900 for this coming season when last year you couldn't sell tickets. You couldn't give them away, let alone sell tickets. No. Why would you be talking? Because you know that you're in a position to capitalize. And if Colorado is the first one to go, which I don't think exists, I think they will go in a bunch, as I said yesterday. I, I don't know why you're talking. I don't know why... President Robbins in Arizona would it, it like this statement right here. If if Chancellor DiStefano is a guy that's like, oh yeah, we're going to, we are going to get the third biggest TV deal in college sports. Well, President Robbins in Arizona, I think, disagrees. Yeah, clearly. I know what the number in the Big Twelve is. President Robbins said, "I just need to hear what the Pac-12's number is, then I can make a decision." Pack your shit. Let's go. Sounds like, sounds like you disagree. Yeah. Sounds like President Crow at Arizona State disagrees. There have been no discussions with the Big 12 Conference on moving. I mean, there's been discussions between everyone everywhere on all things related to where our conference is going 
and where stuff's going to end up and what's happening, and we're committed to the Big 12. So, wait, let me get this right. Bro, what are you talking about, man? There have been no discussions with the Big 12, but there have been discussions everywhere about our conference on everything. <laughs> so, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and and then, there's, then there's Mark Harlan, the athletic director, at, at Utah saying, we're not leaving. And Mark Harlan, the athletic director at Utah, saying, give me a break. As <coughs> Dennis Dodd reports, the Big 12 is ready to pounce on the four corner schools. Okay. So and, he disagrees. And then the Colorado athletic director, Rick George, saying there's absolutely no truth about Colorado voting to leave. So this is kind of my point. So the narrative initially, right, because these tweets are... These tweets and comments were from a little bit back now, March. right? Mar March and, you know, and this goes, I mean, this whole thing with Mark Harlan goes back to like December, I think, you know, the initial one was, if, I, if memory serves. But, but either way, here nor there, my point is, is that the Mark Harlins and, and, and all these ADs and presidents, the narrative was, we're not leaving. We're not leaving. Give me a damn break. This is ridiculous. We're not leaving. We yep. will never leave. The conference is fine. Notice how it's gone from that to, well, the optics suck. That's why the deal hasn't gotten done. Or, or, or we're just simply not talking about it, right? We haven't even gotten to J.D. Wicker yet, right? So my point with this is that the, the narrative has changed, and now it's about why things aren't quite done yet. And, hey, no matter which way we go, we're going to land in a good spot. We've heard that two or three times now, I think. Yeah, repeatedly. So that's why I'm saying, like, you can kind of see how it's progressing. This isn't, this isn't speculation. I'm taking them at their word, right? I'm taking them off of what they've said. So yeah, I, I think it's a huge problem. The inconsistencies yeah. are a huge problem. Yeah, I mean, you can't have one president saying, hey, we're going to say and everything's, you know, fine, and another president say the house is burning down. I mean, that's just not going to work. No, it, 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 is, it is crazy to me. The whole thing is crazy to me. Um, where do you guys stand on it? What do you think is going to happen? Again, if you're just tuning in, I see that we are uh, picking up a bunch of new people on the show today uh, just tuning in. Um, Oregon Athletic Director Rob Mullen says, quote, great confidence we're going to end up in the right place. Uh -huh. um, and on top of that, our sources uh, today tell us that Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal are a package deal for the Big Ten who wants six teams on the West Coast, which, by the way, for alignment purposes and scheduling and travel, makes complete sense. And all of a sudden, the question now being asked is, how valuable is Oregon when it comes to the Big Ten? And I think it's incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. I think it is, it is incredibly valuable. They are, they're, that hot, they're that hot commodity that you can't, you can't live without. Right. I want it. I mean, yeah, I mean it's you're willing to pay a little more for it. They're just as popular as Ohio State, right? I mean, they're just they're they're on the same level from a marketability standpoint. They're on the same level uh from a sporting standpoint, in my opinion. And 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 look, I'm not saying that they've been to the college football playoff as much or whatever, right. but if right. but if you're the Big Ten and you're looking at the economics of it, I I'm inclined to say, yeah, they are very valuable. They are really valuable because yes, they're in the Pacific time zone. And yes, they do have a chance to get to the college football playoff every single year. So I, I don't know how they're anything but valuable to the Big Ten. Yep, let's get your thoughts. All of your thoughts, as always, every day are presented 
by our good friends at Bucked Up. It's that time oh, on the show, you time, know. Baby? It is that time. Let's Bust go. them out. Bust them out. It's time to get your buckshot on. Oh, you don't have buckshot? Is that, man, it's so hard to like do this backwards and opposite in a camera. Uh, if you don't have buckshot, you guys, you're crazy. Six free samples of buckshot sent right to your front door are available in the description of the show that you are watching right now below. Look at those beauties right there. We are holding that green antler on the left. That is watermelon, our favorite flavor. And what you get when you, when you get buckshot, the thing that separates buckshot from all the competition, it's the level and the quality of ingredient. Yes. It's simply better. And when you look at how the, the buckshot operates, it's clean, high-powered energy that lasts you all day long. Yes. And it's only 100 milligrams of caffeine, which is a difference maker because you don't get some huge spike and then an hour later you fall back down to earth and you want to take a nap. No, this is easy, smooth energy that lasts you all day long. That's why you trust buckshot from... Um, Bucked Up, who's the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Every day on the show, right crack about this open. time. Let's go, baby. We crack them open, and I say cheers Let's to go. you, young Jake. Let's go. Down the hatch, so we don't just talk about them. We actually use um, Bucked Up products every day, including their Bucked Up bars. The Buck bars are great. All in the description below, you guys. Free links. A lot of people ask me about the sugar content, and the sweeteners in these. Look at it in the top right corner. It says dates. That's the actual fruit, the date. They use natural sweetening sources. Yes. So that you don't get 10 pounds of confection sugar in your buck bar. And trust me when I tell you I'm a guy. I am very picky about my bars. Today, this morning, we were down seeing one of our clients in Utah County. And what did we wind up having on the way up? Salted caramel bucked bars. And they are fantastic, you guys. When you look at them, <laughs> the ingredients are good. They keep you full. They're protein. Look at the, the 17 grams of protein. I love it. It's absolutely good. The Buck Bar from Bucked Up. Get a free sampler pack right in the description below. Get six Buckshot samples sent right to your front door for free in the description below. Make sure you tell me you heard about it. On the Monty Show, let's see who's first in today. We already have well over 700 comments on the show today. So I have to go all the way back to the top to find C. Kaufman, who says first in. He also says Oregon is going to the Big Ten, but the real question is when. Yes! And he also says, hey, casuals, uh, hit the like button. Yes, please do. Let me get this right. So not hit only the like were you button. first in, you got the first three comments in. You got the first three, which, which is, is rare. unusual. Very rare on this show. Uh, that you get the first three in, uh, and we've already had 1,500 views on the show, but only 82 likes. When you come in, please hit the like button. We appreciate that. C. Kaufman, thank you. Appreciate it. Cougar Track says I'm second in. Michael Williams <laughs> says I'm third in, but hit the like button. <laughs> Truck Stop Gumby says Oregon is a better fit in uh, the Big 12. The Ducks and the Red Raiders can have a cuddle fest in Big Lubbock. A cuddle fest. A cuddle fest. <coughs> Mike V says, hey, gents, have a great show. Mike, have a great Mike day. Mike V. Our great Floridian, Maury Alvarez. Maury, good to see you. Hope the fam's good. They deserve to go to the Big Ten. They're a great fit. I think, I think Oregon's a great fit. I, in fact, have no doubt that Oregon is, in, uh, notice, is a great fit. Notice Maury's name has changed slightly. Maury, this is the way, not Victor Alvarez. <laughs> 
If you're just tuning into the show or you're new to the show, the way. Victor Wamben, your mama, has been a massive talking point on this show. The way. So much so that people are like, oh, yeah, my name is now This Is The Way, not Victor. Victor's the way. Victor Wambanyama is in people's names. Uh, C. Coppin says, NBC would love them. They're uh, well for the late night game. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And again, I see a lot of people commenting on the status of the Big Ten deal. The Big Ten deal's done. The, the teams have, with some minor details, really gotten together this week and committed to working out the issues on this Big Ten TV deal um, I think the game with Penn State and Michigan State at Ford Field is a perfect example of that. We told you earlier this week uh, that, in fact, Penn State uh, and Michigan were the two loudest dissenters. So what's the first piece of news? And I think it makes perfect sense. The first piece of news that comes out about the Big Ten TV deal this week was Penn State agreeing to play a game at Ford Field with Michigan State. Yeah. So you can see it's a hundred million dollar paydays people yeah they're not walking away from that nobody is nobody they're gonna have to make concessions the biggest piece i still think is what is fox willing to do with that 40 million dollar haircut they're gonna make the big 10 take for losing that 2026 championship game to nbc i think that is the single biggest piece of business remaining yeah uh patrick Bourne, what's up patrick uh oregon has already made their desire to join the big 10 and have quote been cleared is there anything tangible suggesting the Big Ten is ready to give them the welcome aboard package? I think as soon as I think as soon as Oregon is ready to go, I think the Big Ten's ready to go. Because the I think the bigger question is what does Stanford want to do? Mm-hmm. Because by the way, Stanford's president is also on the uh, executive committee. Washington State, Stanford, and Washington are the three presidents that are on the executive committee. So you're talking about two of the three core members of this conference leaving. Yeah. So it's going to be, because Stanford and Cal are tied together. There is, there is no question about that. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that, that Oregon and Washington are tied together. Like the four of these teams, we have continued to hear, and this morning we're told again, are a package deal. So I think it's a matter of, of when, not if. Yeah. It is a matter of when, not if. Uh, Mark Ruckert, Big Ten lawyers holding it up, don't want to be sued by the PAC. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I think we reported several weeks ago, our sources had told us that the Big Ten doesn't want to be seen as, you know, the, the, you know, the, the big behemoth coming in and raiding the PAC-12. Yeah. And again, I, I would remind you, if you're the Big 12 or the Big Ten, these teams are going to join you Mm-hmm. Or they're not. It's not a matter of it's not a matter of if, will, maybe. That's not how this is. The spots are open. They all know that they're available to them. It's simply a matter of, hey, coming to some finality. Understanding the Pac-12, hey, we're getting a $50 million a year TV deal. Okay, great. They're not going anywhere. Oh, get hey, your facts straight. We're getting a nineteen million dollar TV deal. All right, peace out. We're going to we're going to Chicago to sign <laughs> some paperwork. Up. You know, like I mean, that's the reality of it. Yeah, the spots are there now. They're not going anywhere because the Big Ten's not expanding outside of Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal. Mm-hmm. The Big Twelve is not expanding outside of Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon State, Gonzaga, Utah. Yeah, like you know those spots are already allocated for those certain teams. So there is no rush. There is no timeline. There is no legality of it. 
because the thing that you have to remember about getting sued, there is no contract holding any of the 10 remaining teams in the Pac-12. Yeah, It's how UCLA and USC walked away from the Pac-12 because their contract expires about a year and a month from right now. And when that contract's up, they're either going to sign a new grant of rights or they're going to walk away. I mean, it, it, it truly is that simple. Yeah. And I think if you, you talk about legalities and lawsuits and there's nothing illegal about saying, hey, your contract's up in a year. At that time, would you like to join the Big Ten? Oh, you would? Okay, great. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So it's a matter of, I, I do think there are some people that are concerned about whether or not you want to be the ones that tore down the, the Pac-12. And I think ESPN will absolutely be one of the people blamed for the collapse of the Pac-12 should it happen. Well, and I think on the flip side of that, I think ESPN is prepared to deal with that. You know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's not ESPN's first rodeo dealing with bad PR or dealing with a negative media cycle for a couple of weeks. I mean, that's, you know, I, I, it may be a stretch to say that they're experts in it, but I do think that they're quite proficient at oh, dealing with negative media cycle. And I think, certainly. you know, again, it's like, kind of like what you've said. Like, I, I don't think ESPN's mission in their daily meetings is like, how can we ax a Pac-12? But they're not doing the Pac-12 any favors. They're not going to go out of their way to see to it that you survive. And and, and and while that's doing the same thing publicly, it's very different. And, and I think that I understand why the Big Ten or any of these conferences don't want to be seen as like the the ones dropping the nuke on the Pac-12 but at the same time there's money to be made and the Big Ten is damn sure going to make that money so it really just is a matter of how you're going to play that game. I think with the ESPN the damage was done with Larry Scott the former commissioner of the Pac-12. Right. That relationship was frayed and had been frayed for a long time Um, people have told me for several years that ESPN tried to help the Pac-12 and DirecTV uh, come together because ESPN and DirecTV have a strong relationship. ESPN tried to help broker that deal and it just never came to fruition because Larry Scott, I think, just was very stubborn. It's hard when you have somebody in a position of leadership and authority who doesn't understand the game that's being played Mm -hmm. around them. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that position... You don't know what you don't know, and you don't want to find out what you don't know. <laughs> Seriously. Right? I mean, that, and that's who Larry Scott was. But the problem is Larry Scott lit the house on fire and then left. Yeah. And George Klyovkov has been putting out the fire ever since he showed up. Wow. And he- he's never been able to operate. And the bigger issue is, I, I, you know, I was, I was reading last night, like, how long has it been since we have heard from George Klyovkov? Months. I think it's October at, at Pac-12 Basketball Media Day. You know, it, I agree that Larry Scott left the Pac-12 on fire. Totally agree with that. George Klyovkov might be trying to put the fire out, but he's actually putting gasoline on the fire. I don't think he's handled the situation well. Uh, I, think I would it's, agree. I think... You know, for the Pac-12, like, because we've had all kinds of conversations about what these presidents of a- and ADs have said, and like, you know, how the narrative has kind of changed, and like where the conference is heading versus where these other conferences are heading. Yep. And I always come back to this point of, holy cow, the Pac-12 doesn't really have a commissioner, bro. Like, a commissioner is supposed to be a figure that it acts as a buffer between you 
and the greater public. That is the whole point of, you know, Brett Yormark, Roger Goodell, like all these guys that do a great job. You notice what happens. You never hear from anybody in the conference. You just hear from them, and that's it. And by the way, they go out of their way to do media so that the media isn't a bunch of hungry dogs looking for answers. I look at Adam Silver in the NBA. Another good example. When there's a problem, who do you hear from? You hear from Adam Silver. Yeah. When there is no problem, who do you hear from? Nobody. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing to talk about. We're just playing hoops. Mm -hmm. I look at Roger Goodell very much the same way. Roger Goodell's done one thing very well. He has made his constituency money, and a lot of it. I just ask you, what has George Klyovkov done? Well, at all. Because he hasn't represented you in public well. He hasn't represented you in private well. He has not built relationships with your business partners and your core important business partners to the point where you're able to advance and grow. Yeah. I, I, I just, it's, it's shocking to me. And I probably hold the Pac-12 in too high a regard. If, if, if we're just sitting here being totally honest with each other, I believe probably far too much in the, the, the brand of the Pac-12 and its ability, its potential. Well, but I don't think we'll ever know what that potential is, was, could have been. Yeah, yeah. Because it's been so horribly mismanaged that there's no way to know what the top end ever was going to be. Well, I think the, the sad reality is, is that the top end could have been USC going for a national championship for the next 10 years. I mean, that's, you know, when you have that kind of opportunity, yeah. I, I just, that to me is what the top end is. So, I mean, again, if, if, if we wind the clocks back and USC and UCLA are still in the conference, you've already got a TV deal and everything's going great. Like I look at like from a geographical standpoint, the PAC 12 has massive advantages on the big 12, you know, the big 10, like they have big time advantages that way because that Pacific time zone slot is really valuable. The problem for the Pac-12 right now, though, is that it's not valuable if it's Oregon State and Cal. Yes. Nobody gives a damn. Correct. If it's USC and Oregon, Buddy in Connecticut is definitely staying up for that game on a Saturday night. No doubt about it. Yeah. LV Seminole, what's up, my man? He says, do you think Oregon State would jump before Arizona or Colorado? Basically, do you think the sense of urgency is higher there? Should the PAC media deal be below their standard in the start of the madness? I, start I again, of the madness. Yeah. I, I again think perception in the public eye about what's happening at the PAC-12 is completely different than reality. Mm -hmm. I think you had a lot of people who were very angry and very passionate about USC and UCLA leaving. And I think over time, it's been explained to me that, that there was a crescendo of hurt, pain, frustration, anger, betrayal, because nobody knew that was coming. Mm -hmm. Nobody. And that has slowly kind of fallen off into this plateau of, okay, let's go get our TV deal done, which over time has now fallen off into, uh-oh. Um, and that's fallen off into, all right, we have to make plans. Hey, we better have contingencies. And so the shock and awe, the anger, the frustration, the disappointment, all that's worn off to, okay, if, if then. If this happens, then we are. Classic if, cause and effect. If we are under 25 million, then we are going to the Big Ten. If this we are is code 10 abort. If we are over 25 million, then we are staying in the Pac-12. Yeah. If and then. I think that's the, the, the practical reality of where Pac-12 membership is at. 
because there's no other way that they can operate. So there's not, there's no longer, I was, I was told months and months ago that there were screaming matches on conference calls in the Pac-12, that people were, were when the, the USC-UCLA announcement came out, people were angry and felt betrayed and they were hurt and they were upset and they vented about that. There were 1v1 phone calls that ended in hangups. There were terse emails, like there was visceral frustration. Waves in opposition. But anymore, it's simply a matter of, hey, let's wait this out. Hey, let's wait this out. But we're at a point now where these 10 individual schools have waited and waited and waited and waited. And I think because there's been an inability to deliver revenue in a TV deal that can support and sustain the Pac-12 as a business entity. And you have situations where now you've waited so long and you've lost so much money yeah. and you've now put a Comcast line item of $5 million into your budget. Dude, that's football helmets. That's football pads. That's basketball uniforms. That's over and... Uh, <coughs> That's a lot of money yeah. for a school like Washington State, who now has a hiring freeze, who now has a spending freeze, who had department heads on Monday threatening to, to protest and do a sit-in because, according to sources at, at, at Washington State, President Schultz had given a blank checkbook to the athletic department. Which is insane. And there was some frustration about that. And as we had it first on my Twitter feed, and you can go back and look at it, we tweeted the internal memo that he sent out that said, hey, we've got to address these issues now. But if you knew a year from now you were going to get a $50 million payday every July, $50 bucks was coming your way, would you be having a spending freeze and a hiring freeze right now? Um, my, my guess is you probably wouldn't. Well, and I think for schools like Oregon State and Washington State, this concept of a sense of urgency, I think is different than it is for Oregon. Like for Oregon State and Washington State, let's say, yeah, I think that you have a sense of urgency, but you quickly are understanding that you you know, you're not in the same position as some of the bigger brands. So like your position is okay, let's say the pack burns to the ground, which I'm not convinced it will yet, but let's say it did. I think we are as close as we have ever been to that. I agree. I agree. It's not guaranteed, but we are very close. So if it does burn to the ground, us at Oregon State, us at Washington State, hey, we have to kind of wait and see. We have to see where everyone goes and then what our options look like because it's not a, you know, a rubber stamped, yes, you're in the Big 12. It's not. In fact, it's probably more likely that you're in the Mountain West. And I think that's the tough part for Oregon State, on, for dude. Washington State. Like Cal and Stanford, I swear to God, you are the luckiest schools around that you are that well off educationally because if you were not, be a different conversation, but I you think are. There is something. It's like, it's like that hot chick. That's like, yeah, if you want to have sex, let's do it. You know. So, um, but really, I mean, um, you're, you're kind of, you know, I've got other options. His standards don't matter. Stanford and Cal are like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a hundred million dollars, but you know, I mean, we're well endowed. <laughs> we're well endowed, bro. Right, like Dude. Stanford and uh, Stan, quite literally, <laughs> quite literally, Stanford and Cal can do whatever they want. Yeah, they they can do whatever they want. There's yeah. no limitations. There's no. There's none of that. Yeah. So hey, if it's Jimmy sitting at the end of the bar or Stu out on the street in his Maserati, Stu stewing his, his Maserati, his ratty, like they don't care. Yeah. Because they know they're taken care of. But if you want to give them $100 million, they'll hook it up. Yeah. 
I mean, let, let's do it. Let's go. Like, I think that's where they're at. And I think when you, when you come to that reality and, and you start to understand that this is the way the world works now. But look at that banner on the screen right there, right? Hey, we're going to end up in the right place. But again, what is, understand, like that's the athletic director, Rob Mullins yeah. in Oregon. He's got Phil Knight in his bare feet kicked up on a desk <laughs> in Beaverton saying, hey, dude, I got you, man. No matter where you guys end up, we're going to have terribly ugly uniforms with paint splatter on them, whether we're playing in the Big Ten or the Pac-12. Yeah. Like, Oregon knows it's going to be fine. What do you say? And, and, and again, not to disparage Washington State because I know they've had a lot of hurdles to overcome. But if you're Washington State, can you honestly say, hey, we're going to be fine? There's a chance, in my opinion, that a school like Washington State winds up paring back its athletic department, which means smaller sports will become club sports. Yes. That's not a reality at Oregon, Washington, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. Yeah. But at a place like Washington State, I think that's a reality. Now, I also don't believe that that's a reality at Oregon State because I think, you know, Scott Barnes, our athletic director, and thank the Lord he is okay. He's a phenomenal sports administrator. Well, what are we not hearing at Oregon State? We're not hearing about, you know, $70 million deficits and, like, gnarly budgetary and, issues and, and, and staff sit-ins and protests yeah like I, it's one thing to say hey we're we're not like oregon or washington you know we're we're a smaller school but we just upgraded research to a forty-five thousand seat and, stadium and furthermore than that when that place was three quarters empty because of construction and and big brother up north you know, the, the behemoth, Phil Knight, with his bare feet, came down to Corvallis. What happened? They sent you, you packing without a shot at a national championship or a conference championship. Yes. Because yes. you went, Oregon went to Reeser. We were sitting. We watched that game yes. at yes. Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road. Yes. We were all sitting there having the best chicken sandwich in the world. Yes. Watching Oregon State shock Oregon. Yeah. Right? We, we were sitting there watching it. And, and I'm talking about... It wasn't just us. That like probably half half of the two super chicks was full of Utah yes. fans watching this. Like holy cow, Oregon just got schlacked. And I'm telling you, the revenue streams at Oregon State are fine. At Washington State, I, I think you're in you're in you're in a terrible situation because you're not going to the Big Ten. I don't think you're getting an invite <coughs> to the Big Twelve. I think you are in a terrible situation because I I still maintain there's going to be a merger where the teams and the, the universities, and we need to stop saying teams, the universities that are left over in the Pac-12, and I, I think there is potentially one or two, wind up in the Mountain West and that conference grows. Yeah. And yeah. I, think, I think Commissioner Navarez, who was on this show several weeks ago, talked about it. It's on the channel. Go watch the interview. They have a plan in place. They know San Diego State is leaving. By the way... If you're a P5 and you and you go back to uh, the Mountain a G5? West, a G5, you know the level of punishment that is financially? Do you understand how difficult it is to ever become a P5 again at that point? Dude. I, I think it's tough. Speaking of super chicks, make sure you go by and say hello to our friends at the best chicken sandwich joint in the country, Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden. Also, <laughs> hey, what's up in the GZ St. George? Good to see you. No matter where you're watching this show, find a Super Chicks. But if you're in Utah... The folks at Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden, great people, small business owners, 
and they're also sending you to see RSL and NYFC on June 10th with us. We have got four spots left to, to automatically qualify. Mm-hmm. Here's how you join us in the Zag Club for a gourmet buffet, all you can eat, all you can drink, alcohol excluded. Um, all you have to do is, hey, go to Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road or in St. George. You're going to get a deluxe chicken sandwich with salt and pepper french fries and a custard <coughs> shake because they're phenomenal. Snap a picture of your meal. Hit me on, on Twitter or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Tag me in that photo. Boom, you're qualified to enter. Oh, you don't want to have to worry about qualifying? You just want to go and see RSL versus NY, NYCFC. I want it. Okay, well, that's pretty easy. Go to Big O Tires and American Fork. Spend money. Oil change. We, we were in there today to have a meeting with Dude. their owner. Couldn't have a meeting with Ryan, the owner of American Fork Big O Tires. Because they were packed. It was so crazy. Busy. Tires. Well, really, the best tires in the industry at Big O Tires and American Fork. The best mechanics, because they fix everything on a car. You need your brakes done? Do you need brake pads done? Do you need your rotors turned? Do you need an alignment? Do you need an oil change? Do you need a tune-up? Big O Tires and American Fork. Anything with your car, Big O Tires and American Fork. They do it. You spend a dollar in there and an oil change, you're automatically going to see RSL, NYCFC, June 10th at America First Field. And it's all presented by our good friends at Big O Tires and American Fork and Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden and in St. George. Let's get more of your comments. I see uh, you guys. Um, Let's see. John Teal, I hope I'm saying that right, gives us $5 to say it's not just that USC left us. It's the fact that they were the voice in the room that blocked expanding. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. And if you don't know that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so the president at USC, mm-hmm. and she is an operator. There's no doubt about that. Clearly. President Faust was on a call where they were talking a Pac-12 call. Hey, is it time for us to expand? Let's get aggressive. Aggressive expansion. For, like, like, and I feel like this is the last time the Pac-12 was really getting it right or had the chance to. Hey, is it time to expand? We're really forward thinking. Like, how can we grow? And President Faust, Faust at USC said, nah, we're good. We're not expanding. Is this the tagger? We don't need to expand. Conversation died right there. They immediately turned around, you know, perception versus reality. They then turned around and joined the Big Ten. <laughs> and the Big 12 added two schools that certainly would have been in the Pac-12, BYU and Houston. Yeah. Now, you, you see Oklahoma State, TCU, okay, maybe. But you know what I know? If USC and UCLA had not joined the Big Ten, the Big 12 would be on its way out, and the Pac-12 would be on its way up. Instead, USC, because Larry Scott drove walls and bridges and buildings and Cement mixers, everything that you could put to, to wall off relationships in the Pac-12. Can you do for me? From the money he spent, which, which was always a problem, whether it was allegedly flying private, he was having all of his staff fly commercial, and yeah. he flies private, staying in suites in Vegas, multi-million dollar office suites 
in downtown San Francisco that, as we now know, were totally unnecessary, but no major TV deal. Not distribution, no reach. The grinding, the bad relationships, the poor management, the Comcast situations, the officiating embarrassments. Yes. Because there's some people who believe the embarrassment around having your, your law group in the officiating instant replay situation was the final straw for USC. I've heard that more than once. Is that true or not? I can't, I'm not telling you it's 100% true, but I think it is believable because that was the last straw of humiliation yeah. in this conference for many, many people yeah. with Larry Scott. When you had your legal counsel, your general counsel in the replay room making decisions, calling them, like, what are you doing? Whoever came up with that shit need to be fired. And I think that's the moment in time where you can point to it and you can say, that's when the Big 12 won. Because it's unequivocal now, the Big 12 won. Yeah. There's, there's no question about that. Uh, Hero75 gives us $10 to say, this may be a stupid question. There are no stupid questions, just stupid people who ask questions. You know. Um, <laughs> come on, that was a little funny. Uh, if the Pac-12 loses uh, eight teams with only two original teams um, with backfield teams, do they still get an automatic bid? To, well, the conference would disintegrate at that point. So there would be no automatic bid because there would be no conference. You don't have two teams, and then you add six G5 teams. I, I don't think six G5 teams would join you. Yeah. Because at that point, you don't even have a TV deal. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just don't. Yeah, I, I don't see how that's possible. I, th I, think, I think the overwhelming likelihood is that the Pac-12 survives. Yeah. I, I will stay on that course until they don't. But survives is a broad term, though. I think we both agree on that, right? I like agree. Survive is, you know, survives could be five teams and no longer a P5. But, survive could be a number of things. But I'm not sitting here telling you I know everything. Right. I would love somebody to suggest a TV deal, a legit TV deal that you think could happen because I don't see one. Wow. I talk to people in television probably three, four, five times a week. And I'm telling you, man, we've had them on the show. We've had, we talked to a lot of people about this deal. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a TV deal that keeps this conference at 10. I don't. I think the most the most likely deal is $150 million a year from the CW for a regional west of the, the Rockies deal. Mm -hmm. And I think ESPN gets a game or two a week for, for ESPN Plus. Mm -hmm. And I think they pay 5 to $7 million a year for that. I think the regional deal is actually the most ideal setup for the Pac-12. I don't even think you want a national deal per se. <sighs> I just don't know. Again, and I'm not trying to be doomsday. I know the Pac-12 people are like, look, fat ass, you're on truck stop, Anon guy. Whatever. Okay, cool, man. But you <laughs> tell me. Truck stop, Anon guy. You tell me then, Pac-12 <laughs> guy, what, what's a TV deal that makes sense? Because I think the one that every Pac-12 fan is hanging on to is, oh, Apple's going to swoop in. Dude, they're giving us $350 million a year. We're going to beat the Big 12. If that happens... I say two things. Congratulations, because that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Good luck. Nobody's going to see your games. That's the tough part. 
So you're getting $35 million per school per year. But what are you giving? Because it's never take, take, take. We're, we're getting, we're taking $35 million a year. $350 million. What are we getting for that? We're getting a, a, a deal on Apple TV that is going to lower your visibility mm -hmm. on a conference that's already struggling for that. You will have likely, if you're at 350 million, and I had this conversation on DM yesterday, if you're at $350 million, there is not another piece of, of that puzzle. That's it, it's all on Apple TV. So you're already lowering your visibility and your reach, which is all that matters. Mm -hmm. That's a huge problem. And you're going to have to educate people how to spend their money. Has anybody, I mean, think through that for a minute. You're going into a recruit's home in Los Angeles and competing with USC and UCLA and just about every major conference in the country. Let's say you're after a three-star quarterback, or let's go modern-day high school in Orange County, right? Yeah, like, because that happens. That is actually a legit scenario. Four-star quarterback, yeah. modern-day high school. Yeah. Okay, I've got USC and UCLA and San Diego State at a minimum in Los Angeles coming to my house. I've probably got everybody in the SEC of note. I've definitely got most people in the Pac-12 say Oregon, Washington, Utah, certainly Utah. I've got all this major competition. Yeah. So now I'm Oregon, Washington and, and Utah. I'm like, Hey bro, come play for me. I've got Phil Nidus feet are bare. They're up on his desk. And, and we threw paint splatter on our uniforms. And you can have free Jordans when you want. Just saying. and you get every Jordan release six months ahead of time. But can my mom see, see my games? And my grandma, yeah, she's not so good with technology. Um. Okay, well, here's what we need you to do. She needs to sign up. And we're going to give you a discount. Because one of the things I've been told is that Apple has said, hey, if you're an athlete in the Pac-12, you will pay $5 a month. Okay, so $5 a month, you're going to have to tell them how to spend it, where to spend it, and then you're going to have to get a bunch of people who are struggling financially to pay $5 a month. Because the economy's low right now, but it's modern day high school, they're multimillionaires. Okay, so if they're multimillionaires, they're probably business tycoons, right? Because you live in Orange County, yeah, right? So you're probably in tech, you're probably in medicine, or you're probably in entertainment. So you're gonna have to tell them, teach them, educate them, and then hope that they don't want to be on Fox, CBS, NBC, and ESPN. Look at me. So let me get this right. We're getting $35 million a year, but we're not getting reach. We're not getting eyeballs. We're not recruiting. We're certainly not winning five-star recruits. And we're going to have an awfully difficult time getting a seat at the table for the college football playoff because Jimmy Dickhead, the MLS writer in Minnesota who has an AP football vote, doesn't watch our games because he works in the media and he's broke ass and doesn't have the money to buy Apple TV. Pretty much. That's a realistic scenario. And I think that is not worth $35 million a year. You'd have to pay me $15 million a year. Because mm -hmm. you're, I mean, you just, you know. Yeah. I, I, think you're, I, think you're in a, I think you're in a world of hurt, Larry. 
You are in a world of hurt, Larry. Does Look, anybody Larry know? Where, does anybody know where that's from? Come, you don't know where that's from? No. It's from the Big Lebowski. And you know what? At the Big Lebowski, they love their pizza. And they also love their marinara meatballs. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you use promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. And on this weekend, that's Memorial Day. Um, A, on this show, we have a rule that you don't say happy Memorial Day. Bonnie, please. You certainly say enjoy your Memorial Day holiday. And certainly pizza and cookouts and all those celebratory things you're doing should include Papa Murphy's Pizza. Because there is no better pizza than one you cook on your smoker, your Traeger smoker, your big green egg, your Yoder. Pop that Papa Murphy's pizza on there. It comes out beautiful in just about 20 minutes, 400 degrees. It's amazing. And save 25% off your purchase at $25 or more with the promo code MONTY25. To which Kevin gives us a $5 tip to say, uh, as the Pac-12 turns and burns is the best segment intro I've ever seen. I would love to see Jake open it up or maybe... Uh, the both of you to spice it up. What the hell does that mean? I'm, I'm your Kevin, f- I love you, bro. But open I, your fly? Op- yeah, what do you I, mean I, open I, it I don't up? Know what that means. Uh, JT gives us $2 to say, your mark has Klyovkov in the million-dollar dream. Oh, no I'm, not, no, I'm not falling for your nonsense. Donnie, you're <laughs> out of your element. Brett Yormark has done, he's, a, he's, he's no Klyovkov, but he'll do. I mean, he has been a revelation. <laughs> yeah, sensational. For the Big 12. Sensational. Uh, McKay Boyle gives us $5 to say, where does Utah end up when the music stops? Big 12, Mountain West? Come on. This idea that one of the premier medical institutions that is a strong academic institution, who, by the way, does quite well in football. Not sure you noticed that. Um <laughs> Is going to go to the AAC. Come on, bro. I don't have any doubt in my mind that Utah ends up in the Big 12. There's, there's simply no question in my mind. Yeah. That is a brand that the Big 12 needs. They know that if they put Utah and BYU on TV once a year, that that's probably 1.5 to 2 million viewers. Look at the domination of the mountain region. Let's say you had Utah and Colorado and you have BYU. Dude, you're dominating that time zone. And I know, I know. It's not the East or the, or the Pacific. It's the mountain region. I know it's not valuable. I'm telling you, it's valuable as hell, dude. It is an untapped market, in my opinion, for college football. There yeah. is a lot of money here to do a lot of great things. And that's why, again, and I know he's going to win one game and everything's going to go horrible and he doesn't know how to coach football. <laughs> Deion Sanders knows how to make money, dude. Guy knows how to make money. They're paying $900 a ticket. You weren't expecting this one. No, no, I, you guys. No, you said $9. $900 a ticket. I really don't care if you think For it's us. Colorado to host Nebraska Bro. in Prime's first game in Boulder. Bro. Nine. And that was after. $100. Just, I just want to point this out. It's not like, like they got to fill the stadium up. The stadium's already full. 
they're selling like standing room and crap tickets and like like packing that thing as full as possible after all the butts there are in was, the seat. There's a StubHub ticket, I think that was $1,100. It's ridiculous, dude. Who, you're pay, 11, are you paying $1,100 for a football ticket? No. In college, no. for a regular season game. But we always have this conversation every year around like the Super Bowl, right? Where it's like, yes. there's always some ridiculous price. But like this the NBA is finals. like, this is September it in is Boulder. first game in a P5. It's like, September. Ever, dude. It's September. In Boulder. Listen. And I get it. I get it. He's I get it. He's Coach Prime. There it is. I had a prime time. There it is. But is prime time worth eleven hundred dollars? Shut up. How dumb do you think I am? Dude. And I get it. Their season tickets have been sold out for months now. What an idiot. Their football tickets are sold out. Like you can't buy football tickets. But at what point are you like, yeah, I guess we'll watch it on T well? Oh, what a loser. Because you know Dion's going to be on ESPN repeatedly. Oh, 100%. Repeat $1,100. Uh, I'm that, good. That's, that's crazy. It's crazy. Construction work says all schools have hospitals for okay. crying out loud. You, you don't get it, dude. Makes my neck hurt. Yeah, next comment. Uh, Alan uh, or Elaine Tran says Waco University. Baylor's pretty good. Dave Korish. Uh, I was, Raider Mark, I was blocked by Utah Pig Bus. <laughs> <laughs> Utah big pig boss has been salty. Oh and man! Construction dude. work is like can, uh, Blue Maple says. UNR has a medical school. Send them to the big. Like it's amazing to me. Construction work. You come in here weekly and are like, "There's nothing special about Utah." You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. You have no idea. Go what Go back you're talking to building about. porta potties. Like I, I'm seriously. If I have to explain to you, if, you're, if your best retort is every school has a, med, uh, has a hospital. You better. Are you, are, you're kidding, right? You're kidding. So all of them have the Huntsman Cancer Center, right? I mean, all of them have cancer centers. All of them put out like some of the best medical minds in the country. I, yeah. I mean, all of them. I mean, are, are, like, are you sitting... You make me crazy. Uh, Christopher Shannon, not Buffaloes, maybe Alabama, LSU, $1,100. I'll never forget when the Sabinator went to the swamp, dude. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Dude, I'm telling you, I miss prime Nick Saban. Like, really good, better than you. Nick yeah. Saban is a better dude. man than you are. I can't wait for, uh, yeah. Anyway, Clint Mose, prime effect, indeed. Um, let's see. Uh, it's fair. Says 900 for the bottom feeders of their respective conferences. It's insane. Yeah, dude. Because, yeah. yeah, Nebraska's going to suck, too. The dynasty is not over. <laughs> dude, the dynasty Buddy has... hasn't coached a game, and they've already got a dynasty. It's incredible. <laughs> Nebraska, Colorado this fall might be the worst college football game ever played. Ever. As in forever. Ever. Ever. Uh, Eddie Stas, I can watch Prime lose all year on TV for free. Hey. Dude, listen. When, but that's when, the beautiful thing about Prime, but, isn't it? But no, but when you're Prime, you never lose. That's my point. You, you, look at Deion Sanders in that picture, you guys. What do you bitch? Nice chain, bro. Like, <laughs> do you even lift? Tell me that that guy is just, I mean, come on, man. 
Come on, come on, man. That guy is living the dream. Living the dream. Big Jack 512 says sorry. That's ah, okay. You're fine. Uh, Greg Romano, how has Colorado transfer portal recruiting been this year? Oh, my God. Stop. You could do a whole show on Stop. it. Stop. Like, it is what Colorado has done. I still, and I know this is a separate show and a different conversation and all that stuff. The transfer portal has not been good for college football. And certainly, if you look at the numbers and the volume of college basketball, yes. transfer portal, it's not been good for college sports in general. I just, I don't, I don't buy it. And I believe that we kids should have freedom. I believe that we will. <laughs> transfer portal. <laughs> look, I think that. I think that you needed some. Uh, you needed a mechanism to allow kids to move freely. You needed a mechanism for Prime to walk in, in his first meeting and say, "Yeah, go ahead and get your ass out of my program." I'm coming. Go ahead and get ready to hop in the portal. I'm coming. Come on, Dion. And it's Gucci, right? Like it's or Louis. it's Louis. It's, it's Louis. Louis. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's the reality. You look at look at the transfer, and I don't know how many people realize this because you don't. You probably have lives, unlike me. Mm -hmm. The college basketball transfer portal numbers are shocking. Yeah. Shocking. That's why San Diego State made it, dude. But go look at ASU's transfer numbers. They're, you want to see terrifying? You're going to have a different guy wearing an Arizona State uniform in every position. Mm -hmm. Bench, starter, it don't matter. The janitor. But I'm telling you, transfer portal's not good for college athletics. Yeah. It, it is. And... Not to belabor the point, but college basketball has its own set of dysfunction. Like, well, it's there's, just such a different thing as far as the portal is concerned because yeah. it's one and done. Yeah, you, you know? have to, if you have any aspirations of grabbing a paycheck to play professional basketball, NBA or otherwise, you have to be in the right position where somebody will let you start, let you grow, and then you go about your business. Yes. There's so many kids, but I say this about a guy like Keaton Slovis at BYU. Wow. Look at, started at USC, transferred to Pitt, flamed out at both. Now he's at BYU. Yep. I, I mean, it, 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 hey, long live, long live opportunity in this country, right? Like, I, long I, live career backups. But you know what, Cougar Tracks, it's not about coaches move all the time before their contracts are up. That has nothing to do with it. It has, it, it, we, we like to be virtuous about this shit. It is not about coaches, well, the coach got to go, so why can't the player? That's not the conversation anymore. Yeah. The transfer portal didn't happen because, well, the coach and the transfer portal happened because kids were talking about not going to college anymore. They were, they, kids were quite literally going to Lithuania. Kids were going to Australia. Like, Seriously. You had to do something to save college basketball. And I fully and 100% maintain the transfer portal was always a mechanism for college basketball. Yeah. Now, college football, it's been prolific, game-changing, and you have built superpowers through the transfer portal. USC and Colorado are just the latest examples. But do not kid yourself. The transfer portal had very little to do with, well, the coach had a contract. Totally get it. It had everything to do with saving college basketball. Yeah. Because the, the recruiting scandals in college basketball, the money under the table in college basketball, the, the wiretaps at Arizona and Sweaty Sean, like, that's why we have a transfer portal. Well, and I think NIL, like, transfer portal is the, is the fire, and NIL is just the gas you're pouring on it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, everyone, like, everyone thinks, oh, well, you have NIL now, so there's no money being illegally paid. 
Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, yes, there is what? very much. Yes, there is. No. What? Okay. Jeremy Callahan, in college hoops, you have to be somewhere where you have the green light if you're a scorer. There are tons of guys who can do way more than what they are allowed on the court. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And by the way, I'll also say exploit the system. If you're a college football or basketball player yes. or a college athlete, exploit the system. Transfer. Take your NIL money. Eat your built bars. Yes, drive your dude. cars. Do you. But just remember, nothing's free. Yeah. Just remember that. Noth nothing is free. It just it, it is the it is the reality of the situation. It it, it just is. Um, will my balls itch? I don't know. Do you shower regularly? Um, you don't see professional coaches just flipping jobs. College coaches' contracts are way too one-sided. Okay, but again, that's the a, point such remains. Such a different. That's such again, a complex statement. Will my balls itch? The point remains that we're not talking about coaches. And I know that that's not fun to say or hear, but it's the reality of the situation. Nobody gives a damn how much Nick Saban's making because he's won you multiple national championships. Nobody cares. But Nick Saban's like, also a guy who doesn't embrace the portal or now. Yeah, well, didn't, and now he does. I mean, dude, Lane Kiffin got left on the tarmac. I'd dude, be changing jobs too, hey, bro. Hey, hey, it's the Lane train. Yeah, man. God damn. The lane, but anyway. We're probably way off the rails on this. Oh, look, Salty Drunk is here. How's life in Australia, Mike? Good to see you. Salty lives in Melbourne, Australia, by the way. Um, let's see. Spangler, KU is going to have a dude on the roster this year that's played six years. I love it. Let him play 10 years. Truck Stop Gumby says cow turd. Cow turd. Hey, man. I, you know. I, you know. Cow turd. Cow turd. Mark Hale says the portal allows coaches to cut players as well. But to me, if you're a savvy coach like Dion, I think the way he used the portal is exactly probably what I would be doing. Mm -hmm. Lop off the bottom third of your, of your team. Sort of a natural reflex. Every year, if you're not turning over a 30-year roster, are you really improving? No. I mean, that's the way. Listen, we have to get out of this idea that while well, he's here for an education, it's complete trash. You know, I mean, he wants to be an accountant when he's done playing ball. When he puts down the stick and ball, man. What the fuck does one thing have to do with the other? It no, doesn't. It's not what it has to do with anymore. It doesn't. We have to get out of this idea. We're all virtuous. They're student so athletes. What, I mean, what, are, what are we sitting on pedestals now, dude? They're not like, student athletes, guys. This is a, this is a business now. They're they athletic have, students. They have agents. They have accountants. And they have marketing people. And they don't, I think in certain select situations, oh man, I got to get that degree. Some people have that perspective. But in our country at this time, there are so many people that are feeding their families on NIL money. There are, there are so many people that are making generational money through it. Like they're literally making millions of dollars. Yes. You have twin sisters. You have golf. The, the NIL, and this is way too much, but college golf is now an NIL sport. Yes. Do you guys realize that? Yes. Do you understand that the best college golfers are being given money by Nike Titleists? Vice Golf is paying college golfers. Like, do you, I mean, you guys understand that? Get on TikTok. Get on Instagram and look at college golfers. Look at how many golfers are juniors talking about being on the Corn Ferry Tour next year. Yeah, take it. See ya.
Do you even know what the corn fairy tour is? Like, I'm telling you guys, they're not, it, it's a totally different deal. Yeah. It is a, it is a totally different deal. Uh, over streaming. Okay. Coaches have contracts without buyouts and contingencies built in. Player abuse the portal. They are not the same. Players do not abuse the portal. I think players should be able to transfer every single year if they want to. Mm, I'm just telling you. Uh, Sean Mirzinski, kids nowadays just don't want to work for something. If they don't get starting roles, they go to a school that will start them day one. But what's wrong with that? Yeah. Yep. Why is that a problem? This is the same argument as people who are like, yeah, kids don't want to work low-end jobs where they're on their feet all day because they're on their computer making all kinds of money. Exactly right. And what's wrong with what's that? What's wrong with that? And, Sean, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're exactly right. But what's wrong with that? Because it, it's not something where we're like, oh, well, you're going to be a quitter. I totally agree. Listen, Drew Pine at Notre Dame, perfect example of this. And I'll say this about Keaton Slovis, perfect example of this. Didn't make it at USC, wound up at Pitt. Didn't make it at Pitt, wound up at BYU. That's right, T. Right? But you look at, you look at some of these other situations, man. And you have kids that just hop school to school. Or if you have a kid who's at Jimmy State University, quits the football team because it's too hard, that kid's going to struggle in life. Yeah. But I maintain, if you have a kid that's like, yep, you know what, I don't like this offense, or I'm going to go play at Wachahatchee University, knock yourself out, dude. Because that, you, do you think that's easy? Do you think it's easy to be one of those kids coming from Jackson State to come to Boulder? Do you think Shador Sanders is going to have an easy time at Colorado? Do you know how much pressure's on that kid? Like if he, the first interception he throws against Nebraska, they're going to call him a failure. Yeah. They're going to say it's daddy ball, and he's only playing because he's Shador Sanders. There's a lot of kids in the portal who transfer that never have a chance to win. Yep. They never have a chance to win. See, I, I, in all honesty, uh, Michael Peck, a lot of players on Colorado left that would have had a roster spot. They would have. They would have, and I think Prime wanted that. Wanted that. Uh, I'm stoked for Utah to the 12, Gary says. Absolutely, Gary. We'll see. By the way, Gary, um, did Gary go to Big O Tires? No, Gary went to Super, uh, Chicks. Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden. Hey, by the way, quick update. Uh, Mr. Holen won last week is plus seven, Michael Block. Yeah, Michael Block is plus seven. A little rough today. A little rough today. At the Charles Schwab in, I believe, Dallas. I'm guessing the cut's going to be somewhere around four, plus four. Plus three. Yeah, it's been a tough opening so, round for him. Yeah. Anyway. I, real quick on Michael Block. I'm telling you, we talked about this last week, I think. Yes. He is not a professional golfer, and you're, we're watching him today be 30, 40 yards off the driver short of where his playing partners are. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's very tough to do. Uh, stop using the university branding then. Why would you stop using the university branding? Yeah, what, is, what do you... If you're a kid and you're at Oklahoma, should you not be a Sooner until you're a Colorado Buffalo or until you're a Wisconsin? Nobody's a Wisconsin Badger. Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> about, bad. dude? Uh, Tom Dean, if you want to watch college athletes who are primarily students, watch Division II schools. Ding. Spangler, 95% are still student athletes. We only discuss the top 1% of players all the time. Absolutely. We talked about this with LeBron yesterday. Yep. Nuggets swept the Lakers. Why aren't we talking about the Nuggets? Because the Lakers are a far better story. More people care about the Lakers, right? 
is what it is. John Dry says, me too, Gary. Me too movement. Um, no. Stop. Why? It was, Why? I was, I Why? was. All I, gas, no break. <laughs> Why? I was kidding. Go ahead and hop in the portal. <laughs> and it's Louie. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, I wish I could golf. At this time tomorrow, we'll be on a golf course. Uh, Big Jack 512. Kids today. <sighs> Heavy sigh. But why? Why is it a heavy sigh? Yeah, what's, the, what's terrible about kids today? What's I, d- the... I don't know. I don't know why there's a heavy sigh. Um, if you've been in an accident and you didn't go to the advocates, you should have a heavy sigh. Because that means you probably paid some massive fee up front, out of pocket, just to talk to a receptionist. No, see, at the advocates, the best part about the advocates is you never pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. You don't reach into your pocket. They help you defer your medical bills, in fact. They help get you back to your best health because you're not focusing on, hey, man, how am I going to defend myself or what am I going to do? Or mm-hmm. The advocates worry about all that. They're fighting for you. They're advocating for you with your insurance company who's got 1,000 attorneys. You don't think you should have one. You think you should listen to your insurance adjuster. No, let the advocates handle that. You get back to work. You get back to life. Like, you know, so many people, I hear about these workman comp injuries in these cases. And guys, you've got to have an attorney. If you get hurt at work, get somebody who's independent, like the advocates, who will fight for you, who is on your side, not on the side of your company, not on the side of your company's workman's comp insurance, on your side that's watching out for your best interest, the advocates. Theadvocates.com. Make sure you chat with an attorney live online for free because they don't have consultation fees or retainers. Mm-hmm. Go to the advocates, utahadvocates.com, theadvocates.com, and hit chat with an attorney. It's a button right on the website, pulls up a chat box 24 7, 365. Not a receptionist or a chat bot, it's an actual human being and one of the best injury attorneys in the country at the advocates. Um, biggest stories in sports today, if you're just tuning into the show, um, I think it, it, is, it, is probably, it is probably the story out of Oregon um, with their athletic director, Rob Mullen, saying, quote, great confidence, we're going to end up in the right place. He told the Oregonian, the Pac-12 has 10 outstanding members remaining, and we're one of them. I think the Pac-12 has served the University of Oregon well. I think everybody is aligned. I think there's great confidence we are going to end up in the right place is what I think. Yeah. See, this is interesting to me because what does he mean? We're going to end up in the right place. The conference, University of Oregon, both, neither, one of them. Or do you mean that Oregon's going to wind up in the Big Ten or or the Pac-12 and it just depends on the TV deal? Which I think is fascinating because I I still maintain, I go back previously on this discussion to earlier comments from Phil DiStefano, the chancellor at Colorado, who said there's a very good possibility the next deal will bring in per school revenue ranking third among the Power Five conferences ahead of the Big 12 and the ACC. Mm -hmm. Well... You're making $100 million in the Big Ten. You're making $50 million in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to make more than the 31.7 in the Big 12, 
You're making 35, 40 million dollars a year. And I also say, okay, well then, does somebody not let President Robbins at Arizona know? Because he said, I know what the Big 12's number is. I just need to hear what the Pac-12's number is. Then I can make a decision. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. Oh, do tell my brother. (laughs) (laughs) See, and I think this narrative is because people talk too much, which is what I love about Rob Mullins, the athletic director at Oregon, who left all kinds of ambiguity ambiguity and vagary in his statement. Does it make you feel responsible? I think there's great confidence we are, who's we, going to end up in the right place. You don't hear from, now, granted, they have an interim president, incoming president, like Rob Mullins is as close to the boss at Oregon as they have right now. Yeah. I think this this statement was fantastic. And <laughs> excellent strategy, sir. It sent us working wondering what does this mean for the Pac-12 and the Big 10? And today we were told that the Big 10 and their TV partners view Oregon, Washington, Stanford and Cal as a package deal. And if you get those four, you've now got six teams on the West Coast. I think this is exactly how it, it should happen. You're set. And I, I, yeah, and I think everybody's biggest question is, well, who's the first one to jump, Monty? Tell us on the showroom. It's the wrong mindset to have. It's not going to be, and this is the problem with the domino effect theory. That's not how it's going to go. No. Right? You're going to have what I, the word I like to use is pods. You're going to have pods or groups of schools that move together to different situations. And the reason for that is, well, two reasons, really. Comfortability, right? You want to keep at least some relationships that you have because you know you can fall back on those if the new relationships you try to form and whatever your new conference don't quite work out the way you'd like them Correct. to. But then, too, the obvious one is travel and logistics. You, ha- you can't be a man on an island in the mountain region or a man on an island in the Pacific uh, 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 time zone. You just can't do that. So that's why I say, like, I think for a long time, people are like, oh, who's going to be the first to go? And we still get that question all the time, as he just said. But it's not like that. I don't think there is a first to go. I I think this this concept of contingency plans is spot on. Hey, you've got, like, we already know in the Pac-12, just as the Pac-12 is an example, we know that the Kirk Schultz of the world sit on sit on this board that basically communicates to the rest of the conference, right? And, and the conference is split up into different groups, and that's how they work their communication channels. So is it any surprise that we're being told and have had the opinion for a long time that Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal are a group deal, a package deal that's going to be moved to the Big Ten if the TV deal doesn't work out? That's not surprising. Logistics, comfortability, like it makes sense. Oregon going at it alone or Washington going at it alone doesn't make a lot of sense. So that's why I say like like Arizona State and Arizona are going to be a package deal. If Utah and Colorado were smart, I know that they're a rivalry, but at the same time, you would be wise to work together on some level. You would be wise you say okay yeah we need travel partners we want to help each other with logistics like you would be wise to do that i'm not saying they will but you'd be wise to do that so that's why i say it's not just hey who's gonna be the first to jump who's gonna be the first to go 
doesn't work that way. It's package deals all over the conference. And I, and I think that's how it should be because we, we've talked about this ad, ad nauseum, right? And as you guys hit the like button, um, because we've had 3,500 people watch the show and we only have 107 likes. You're better than that, my friend. Yeah, let's go. But anyway, the point is, I, I don't see a way. I don't see a way that you can, that you can be any of these institutions and just hop off the, the, the train of the Pac-12 on your own. Because then you're on an island, and I think you look at how much USC and UCLA have been vilified. Yes. How much Oklahoma and Texas have been vilified. How much Missouri and Texas A&M were vilified. And Frank, the, the truth is, if we're being brutally honest, the truth is, I think we all would have done what all of those schools I just mentioned did. I think, frankly, back in the day, Texas, USC, and BYU should have tried to form the conference that, that they all decided they wanted to form. Mm -hmm. But that never happened. But now you have this opportunity, if you're Texas and, and Oklahoma, to make $50 million a year and compete for a national championship every single year, which you didn't believe was going to happen in, in the Big 12. Now, did that, did that cost us significantly? Yeah, because I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in different conferences sucks. And I think BYU and Utah in different conferences sucks. Yeah. And I think the fact that USC and UCLA stayed together in the Big Ten, I think is massive. Because we also, you know, I think one of the things that you, you, you have to realize about the Pac-10 is we're going to lose Washington and Washington State. We're going to lose Oregon and Oregon State. We're going to lose BYU and Utah State. We're going to lose like all of this, these histrionics in these big games. Yeah which I, I think is something we all overlook, and I, and I think we shouldn't overlook that. Uh, Derek Roche gives us $10 to say, when the powers that be, ESPN and Fox, finish their sneaky tactics <laughs> to build the Super 2 with 40-plus teams, I don't think that happens, uh, Utah will be in the Super 2. By the way, the pack has six teams predicted to win eight games or more this year. Well... I mean, the, the Big 12 folks lost their shit the other day when I said, <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? Like, it was amazing. You know, I know we're just the two hacks on Jutta. Yeah, on Jutta. And nobody pays attention to our show. And on we're just, YouTube and Jutta. You know, we're just the little dudes over here trying to, you know, break a nugget off, right? Right, right. I think it's remarkable that three people put out graphs and statistics on how much better the Big 12 was than the Pac-12. I got news for you. Yes, it is in fact true. And you may have heard this, TCU went to the college football playoff. What? <laughs> what? What? But I will, I will die on the hill that I'd rather have USC, Utah, Washington, Oregon. I think Oregon State, depending on what DJ Uyunglele does this year. They're projected to have 10 wins, just dude, saying. He, well, he's going to be a big part of that. If he sucks yeah. the way he sucked it, already crowned Clemson, then. Okay, maybe we're more like six wins. All deals are off. But I'm telling you, the Pac-12 is a football conference. Yeah, It's not nearly a basketball conference at all in any way, shape, or form. But it, the, the Pac-12 is a, a football conference. Yeah, There's no doubt. And I think that's the tough part if you're the Pac-12. I think you have a sellable product. You don't have a salesman. Mm -hmm. You don't have a salesman. And I think that's, that's a huge problem. And I think it's, it's just been a 
perfect storm of incompetence that the Pac-12 let go on for far too long. Yeah, you can't have accounting trying to sell things. No. Accountants don't sell things. Accountants do not sell things. Hey, big shout out to Derek Myrie, a new member of the show. Let's go, baby. Finishing the week strong. Let's go, Derek. Love that. You guys, by the way, I want to remind you again uh, that we will be off. Uh, we will be off this week. Um, the rest of the week, Friday and Monday, we'll be back. Our next show after today is Tuesday. Uh, we will be off uh, for Memorial Day weekend. Please enjoy, uh, enjoy, your, um, enjoy your time off. I hope that you as well get a four-day weekend. I would just ask you to take a moment and uh, understand what Memorial Day is. Um, it is a time of remembrance. And I know that everybody says, hey, happy Memorial Day. Enjoy your beer and your pizza and your steak and your dogs and your brats. Summer's here. All of that is true. But just remember that we are, we are celebrating Memorial Day, which I never say I don't believe in it. We are enjoying Memorial Day because people lost their lives for us. Law enforcement, military, and it's happening around the world every single day. Just remember that this weekend. I'm off my pedestal and high horse. By the way, golf, golf vlog coming out tomorrow. Make sure you watch it. It's I'm, pretty slick. I'm fat. Uh, Jimmy Otson in that. Jimmy Otson says slackers. Yeah, yeah but well. I'm going to be playing a phenomenal golf course this weekend at Canyons in Park City. So, you know. uh, Spangler says Dennis Dodd probably has the best track record of any college football media member. I would agree with that. I have a lot of respect for Dennis. Yeah. You know, Big Jack 512, Pac Swan song season will be competitive and sad. You know, the funny thing is, when you talk about track records of media people, I think everybody loves to keep receipts when they win and never wants to never wants to to say, well, yeah, we, you know. Why why is it that we give so much credence to people that have never been right? I've always struggled with that, especially in situations like the NBA, Pac-12. Like when you have serious things like this, you'll notice one thing we never do is speculate. We, we, we will never, like, <clears throat> and it frustrates a lot of people we talk NBA with because we don't speculate about trades. Like, hey, I think you could trade this guy because you're talking about people's careers. Dennis Dodd has had a phenomenal career. Guys like Stuart Mandel have had a phenomenal career. And it, I, I think we need to do a better job of saying, hey, you guys got that right. Great job. Dennis Dodd, I think, has been pretty spot on. Dennis Dodd is one of the few guys that's quoted directly on the record quoted people because he's got those relationships in place. Yeah. And I say, hey, Dennis, you keep doing you, man. Yeah. Uh, Dick the Bruiser. Memorial Day about the one who gave the life so we can live the greatest country in the world. Thank the veterans always. Absolutely. And I, I know it, it probably makes Jake uncomfortable, but I will always, when I see cops or soldiers, I always believe in waving or saying, hey, thanks for your service. And you would be stunned at how appreciative they are when you do that. This is a fucking lot. America. Truck Stop Gumby said you're fat. I am fat. I... It's a good vlog. You're ruining the hype on it. Fat? What? It is. I took a golf lesson. We did a vlog on it. Um, it, it was a good lesson. And it is the beginning of a journey. All I care about is being able to have access to a birdie on every hole that I play. You're a golfer. It's very educational. It is. It's a. It, I mean, from that perspective, I joke. I'm. I say tongue in cheek. I'm fat. Um, it's a really good education about your golf swing. It really is. He Terry Devine, who um, I I took a lesson from in that video. Excellent teacher. 
Bryce Martin, I find it funny when you guys report something, you get called crazy, then a few months later it's reported and the deal is worth $20 million and you guys were right again. I mean, it happens regularly, and I appreciate you pointing that out, dude. Um, it, it happens regularly. And then people are like, oh, well, you guys are just arrogant, and what else are you going to say? It's like, well, dude, hey, it is what it is, man. We had NBC, We had the NBC story 30 days ahead of anyone else. Like, we have those because we have sourcing. We have relationships. and No, you don't. It's your, it's your buddy. And, and yeah. Trust me, bro. Yeah. Like, the for all our long times, y'all remember, you know, <laughs> all the stuff we broke on the Jazz and the Kyrie Irving situation with the Nets. Like, it's cool, man. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, I, I, I you guys know by now, I keep receipts and I don't mind telling you when we're right. Because nobody else is going to do it for you. Uh, Monty Oza Ribeye says, I miss free membership Fridays. Can you live stream while golfing? We can, but why don't you do free membership Thursday? Yeah. Give away memberships right now. Uh, like I said, Derek Myrie um, is a member of the uh, now join the members only content. Make sure you DM Jake. Yes. Uh, he'll put you in the members only group on Instagram. Guys, give away memberships. There's yeah. a... There's a dollar sign at the bottom of the screen. Pay it forward, bro. Yeah, that you can you can give memberships, you can give super chats. Do it today, just Our because it's what's the all time record now? What are we? 50, what? 60 something in a day. Yeah, during a it's live like 50 show or sixty or show. You can gift memberships. Knock yourself out, man. Yeah. let's go rock and roll. If you want to do it on a Thursday, you guys treat this show so well. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, because you guys take tremendous care of our show. Uh, Derek says when the powers that be. Did I read that one? Oh, yeah, he, did. he did another one. Oh, here it is. Derek Myrie. As a fan of the Big Ten equals we can't wait for four schools to join. I yeah. think it's transformative. Yep. Yep. I think yep. it is transformative. Yep. Helps Thank your educational standing. Helps your athletic yes. standing. Helps your revenue per year. Like, huge, huge addition. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, Bryce Martin says you have the right, quote unquote, trust me, bros. It's just it. <laughs> I mean, it, it. to give you a peek behind the curtain, I've I'm 50 years old, man. I've worked in sports media for over 30 years. It was it's the only job really that I I have I it's the only career I've really ever had. Yeah, it's the only career I've really had, and I've just have been fortunate to to make great relationships. Yep, that are long lasting. Honestly, that's all that's all it is. Yep. Spangler, Monty, and Jake are building a pretty decent record themselves. Would uh would be here watching if they didn't? Who would be? Seriously. Well, that's and that's the other thing that no one ever talks about. We're not ESPN. We can't afford to get it wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't. We don't get free passes. Uh, Immaculate says, just so folks know, if the Big Ten goes with six pack schools in total at the end of this, don't bother with a twenty team schedule. It'll be twenty four team uh, conference that has six team divisions. That's a, something that a lot of people have asked, and that's an answer I don't know. I don't. I think it's too far down the road yet because they got to figure out how they're they're going to do that because no conference has has really risen to that level yet in size so you haven't had to worry about it uh uh an nfl model or uh you know uh, this model where you have so many teams that you have to have divisions in different and then, time zones yeah i mean you just haven't had that challenge how yet. many how many games are going to be on big 10 after dark let's say that six teams go to the big 10 mm -hmm. is that four games a week is that three games a week? Is that half the teams out east and half the teams west? Is there a week where it's all, where it's all, hey, one o'clock Pacific through eight o'clock Pacific kickoffs? 
Like, how are you going to, how are you going to divide that? Great how problem are, to have. Yeah. How are you going to leverage that Pacific time zone? And obviously you're doing it with NBC, but I, it's just going to be interesting. The other question is after this deal with the big 10 expires, what's the next deal look like? Yeah. Well, like, are there, do grant of rights after the ACC debacle, do grant of rights go away? I think that depends how the NFL does on YouTube TV. And I think that depends on just how far Amazon can go with their sporting coverage. Yeah, I think so. I think that's really interesting. Cougar Track says Monty and Jake trophy, yellow, smiling, trophy, yellow, smiling, trophy, yellow, smiling. Those are all emojis on, that he put there. They don't come through that way. Anyway, okay. Uh, if I'm big, I offer Oregon, Washington, $35 million each up front and Stanford and Cal, $24 million. But isn't Stanford more valuable to you? I think it depends who you ask. I think, yeah, probably, but it depends who you ask. I make them sweat four years minimum to get the level of exist, existing schools. Well, I, I think that's an interesting question as well. Derek Roche says, on with, come on. How do I block Derek? On Wisconsin. <laughs> Nobody likes Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, are you a Luke Fickle guy then? Is that, is that I mean, have you been following Buddy do, since do Cincinnati? Do you understand that or? badgers are like gross and disgusting animals? Yeah, I mean, what are we, what are we really talking about here, dude? It their stadium Camp Randall. Yeah. I mean, what <laughs> it's do you, an what awesome do you... place to go to a football. I've been to many games at Camp Randall. Uh, Big Jack says full shares all in. Yeah, we'll see. People are money hungry. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby, I'm here because it's a fun show. Appreciate that. Thank you. Big Jack says, because they can say no. Derek Myrie says, ha-ha Jer equals Jeremy. Jeremy says, uh, what if the PAC media deal was so bad that the Mountain West money was better? Stop. And kick a person when he's down. Okay, guys, here's the deal. Guys, 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 guys. Hey, guys. Here's the deal. Hey, guys. The Tennis Channel. Here's the deal. Is willing to give us $1 million the per school per year. The Tennis Channel. And we're going to pay $20 million a year per school to stream our games on Xbox Live. Are people myring? Like, I don't even know. Bro. I had to pause and come up with a streamer. Like, I don't know. I, like, there's no way it's less. There's, well, okay, CBS Sports Network. Like, I don't even know where it could be. DraftKings TV. DraftKings TV. Right? Well, now, hey, FanDuel has all the Pat McAfee money. Yeah. Real quick, I'd love to talk about this with you guys. Yeah, this did, is a good one. Did Pat McAfee make a mistake going to ESPN? And did ESPN make a mistake with Pat McAfee? Because you obviously, you might not know this, depending on how much ayahuasca you smoke today. Yeah, I know. It's a tea and you drink it. Uh, depending on how much Ew. ayahuasca you smoke today, you may not know that you're watching this on YouTube. <laughs> Pat is all in on streaming. Yeah. So if you didn't hear, Pat McAfee, by some estimations, is going to get 30 to 40 and as much as $50 million a year all in at ESPN. That means college game day. That means his show daily, like all in. And his expenses were cut because he doesn't have to pay his producers anymore. He doesn't have to worry about producing it. He doesn't have to worry about billing or selling. Yeah. He's getting paid. ESPN's handling the rest. His show every day is going to be on ESPN. ESPN.com. ESPN Plus. 
ESPN YouTube. And he did us all a favor because it looks like they're going to wax Max Kellerman at ESPN to accommodate Pat's show in their lineup. But this just in. Come on. That show sucks. He's a bum. Did ESPN make a mistake? Because there were reports that employees at ESPN were pissed that their friends were getting laid off and Pat McAfee was getting 50 million. Now, I have a lot of friends who work at ESPN. A lot of friends who work at ESPN. Right. They tell me that is not the case. Uh-huh. They tell me the frustration is with Disney, not with Pat McAfee. Uh-huh. That's what I would say about that. Yeah, I think if I was an employee at ESPN, yeah, I'd probably be a little annoyed about it. However, however, I look at the situation and I say, hey, maybe the company is going in the right direction. Maybe jumping to more products that are on ESPN Plus, thus that are on stream, maybe that is the way. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know... I, like, what else is there? I mean, if you're still at ESPN, yeah. you're clearly an important part of the team. So to me, yeah, you know, Pat's 50 a year, whatever it is, you know, is going to come out of, you know, Buddy the Producer's, you know, line item. For sure. You're getting laid off. That's what's happening. Now, again, ESPN is under the Disney umbrella. So, you know, some of these layoffs are not even coming from ESPN's issues. E- ESPN's incredibly profitable. But I just think that Pat you know, understood. And, and I can appreciate this. I empathize with Pat a little bit. Like this is our whole life, this show and what we do. I mean, we don't, you know, we sell it. We do the accounting, like we do the show, like we do all the video stuff you see, like everything. So I understand if you're at Pat's level and you have 40,000 people watching you every day, you know, and you have, I, I don't know how many subs he has or what his views are, but millions of views or whatever, like you're at this juggernaut level it's a lot to manage in one single day. And then you're doing college game day. And then, like, you're doing all this extra stuff. So, to me, I get it, but I understand why people at ESPN, uh, employees, that is, would be salty about them hiring Pat. I totally understand. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Cowboy Country says, if WWE moves SmackDown to Amazon, would Fox pick up Pac-12 games to fill that slot? I don't think they'll move it to Amazon. I think there's a very good chance that UFC and WWE wind up at ESPN. And I don't know. I'm not. I, you know, I don't know what ESPN would would charge for that. But I think there's a real good chance that that they expand their deal with Endeavor, who owns the UFC, who's got a fantastic relationship with ESPN. Um, and I think. I think it's why it's so vital that um, Conor McGregor comes back. Yeah. Um, I think UFC needs headliners. Yeah. And I think UFC and WWE, I think they'll both wind up at ESPN. But I don't know. If, if, if Fox doesn't have WWE, I don't know what they do with that slot. Um, I know that Fox is obviously there in a financial situation. Um, on their news side, you know, losing a ton of revenue and viewerships with changes they've made. Uh, obviously they're they're they've suffered some financial losses in litigation. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they have a lot financially going on, so it's going to be interesting to see how they act as well. A little, uh, little big 10 news, <laughs> the Michigan at Penn state game on November 11th will now be Fox's big noon kickoff game. 
that day, not a night game. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See, so and I, we're I, shifting. I think this situation with the Big Ten, you're seeing concessions being made because you've got to find a way to compensate Fox. Yes. And you've got to find a way. I think this is Kevin Warren's legacy in the Big Ten, sadly. Yes. I think it is. Um, I think Kevin Warren left them with a steaming pile of not goodness on their doorstep. And I think you, you are going to struggle if you are the Big Ten to compensate Fox because I don't know how you backfill a championship game, even if it is 2026, two years down the road, I mean, three years down the road. Like, yeah. how do you backfill a, a conference championship I, game? I don't think you do. I mean, the conference championship is Ohio State and who? Like, And at that, point, at that point is Nebraska the king of the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about four seasons from now. 2026, so 23, 24, 25 championship games. And then in 2026, that championship game's on NBC. Like, do you know how different the Big Ten's going to be in five years? Yeah. Like, in, imagine the Big Ten in two years. Yeah. What, let alone four yeah. or five years. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. That is fascinating. Don't forget, uh, this show is brought to you by the advocates who want to remind you to enjoy your Memorial Day responsibly. Please don't drink and drive. And remember, if you or a loved one are injured in an accident, the, the advocates can help. You deserve an advocate. Theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney live online for free because at The Advocates, you never pay unless and until they win your case. Um, I think it's a, a fascinating discussion about how, um, how the Big Ten solves the... There's some work to do. That deal's not going away. No. But there's some work to do. Uh, Maury, this is the way, not Victor Alvarez, our favorite Floridian, gives us $5. With my second grade class yesterday, we did a worksheet that went over the differences between Memorial Day, Labor Day, and Veterans Day. And I think it's really important because we forget. And I, I, it's natural, dude. The grind that we're all on in this world, I totally understand it. Yeah. Totally understand it. I, and I think that's... I wish we... I wish we did things like worksheets more often. I wish we did things like, hey, here's how you balance a checkbook. By the way, this is how credit card finance works. Hey, this is how you're going to get piped by the IRS if you don't do your taxes the right way. Hey, this is how you avoid paying, you know, your interest <coughs> on, on credit card payments. Like, I wish we did stuff like that. Maury, good for you. I'm glad to hear, hear that, man. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Callahan. Utah football is basically a parallel of TCU football just without a playoff appearance win. Oh, I think it's very close. Mm -hmm. I just think you look at Utah's history. I mean, the original BCS buster, Urban Meyer, and the Kyle Whittingham. Do you think that's still relevant? Yes. Like, do you think that, that, yeah, I don't know. Yes. I don't hear a Absolutely. lot of people talking about that. I mean, it is part of Utah's story, but I don't hear a lot of people talking about that. Yeah, I think Utah being the original BCS buster. I think the Alex Smith draft. Mm -hmm. um, I think you look at the, the names, the Jamal Andersons of the world. You look, at the, you look at the people that have come through Utah. Is it the greatest program ever? Of course not. Have they won enough? Of course not. But the idea that Utah has no value on or off the field is... Yeah, that's just and not true. I understand it to a certain extent because people don't. People look at Utah as those crazy Mormons. 
They're wearing their underpants and drinking their decaffeinated beverages. Yeah. Like, that's what you hear. I, I, I hear it all the time, almost on a daily basis, talking about Utah football. Yeah. And it's just not the case. It is not the case. And I think people are never going to invest the time and energy it takes to understand the, the depth of the struggle and the victory over the last decade of Utah football. Yeah. And the things they've dealt with from death of players, construction, administration changes. I mean, you name it. The incompetence of the Pac-12, the highs and lows just to being in the Pac-12. Yes. It's remarkable. Tom Dean gives us uh, $4.99. What, you couldn't afford the other penny? Cheapskate. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, I'm totally kidding. Uh, USC pooped the bed. Then snuck away, leaving 10 others to deal with it. Thanks for reading this out loud. <laughs> okay, well, the truth is, <laughs> Reggie Bush and Pete Carroll... And Pete Carroll's gum. ...turned into Steve Sarkeesian's bottle of rum, Lane Kiffin's incident on the tarmac... But he got left on the tarmac. <laughs> they fired him up. <laughs> I mean, you look at you look at the terrible athletic uh, directors at dude. USC. You look at how long Clay Helton was allowed to keep his job. Boom, out of here. And then you look at this Mike Bone situation. <laughs> Did you guys see the revelations that came out of his time at Cincinnati, dude? Oh my God! And USC never looked into that. Yeah, didn't know anything about it. Hired him, and then he allegedly treated people really poorly at SC, mm -hmm. talked, you know, commented on a woman's, you know, dress, her hair, her weight, her appearance, multiple times with allegedly multiple different women, oh. according to reports. Can't do that, dude. Like, you're U.S. flipping C. How do you screw it up so bad so often? Yeah, I can't do that. And President Folt has been there for the whole whole bag of bag of cash and now you're out looking for another another athletic director in a time where you should be on cruise control because lincoln and the football program are absolutely crushing Bronny's coming to play basketball you're going to the big 10 like usc should be absolutely on the ascent and then your athletic director was an asshole and treated people terribly and you fired him for it after he did the same thing at his previous job that you didn't know about. Yeah. That's incredible. You're USC, dude. You are USC. It's incredible. Uh, big, bad, brass bulls. Bulls. Uh, Monty, what makes you so certain the pack will survive? Is it because they've been here since forever? I love that. They've been here since forever, bro. Uh, and they, uh, and the mere thought of the demise is unthinkable or likely you have a crystal ball. I think... You know what I think it is? It's not, it's not what you've always done because I'm a huge believer that people who do what they've always done get the same result they've always gotten. We really that's, did. That's mediocrity. I think you have 10 presidents and chancellors who are resolute in the belief that they are better staying together. They, they believe it. They, they, there's all 10 of them. Every single one of them, if they had their way, if you said best case scenario is what? Uh, we get $30 million and we never leave the conference. But what if you get 25? Ah, we'll stay here. Nah, what if it's 20? Yeah, we're gone. 
and we won't be happy about it. Like there, the reason I believe that overwhelmingly, I, I would put it at 65%, they stay together. Because they're just so resolute in their relationship. And again, this, this conversation isn't about whether you think they should or not. No, not at this all. This is about, hey, what do they believe? And their actions say they believe they should stay together. But again, it's about the number. And it, it, I just am so fascinated by BYU. If BYU had joined the Pac-12, if they had been invited to join the Pac-12 yeah. with Utah, I think this conference is in a vastly different position. Vastly different position. Yet, they didn't want to invite the Mormons because they don't play on Sundays. The Mormons. Uh, and that's what it is. I think there was a stigma around BYU and the, 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 the Mormon church. In God's name, image, and likeness. And they send these, these, these boys out. To, they send them out to, to, to go on missions. Stay hard. Never mind that they're serving the world. And they come back, and then they're adults. They're full-grown. They're 30-year-old men playing football. <laughs> That's the narrative that you hear repeatedly. Yeah. And yet, when you look at BYU, they absolutely are the foundation of expansion in the Big 12. There yeah. is no expansion if BYU doesn't join the Big 12. There's not. And it's remarkable to me that here we're having this conversation about the demise of the Pac-12, potentially. And nobody goes back and says, well, what if they had added BYU? What if they had added BYU? What if? <clears throat> what if? They had said, what's best for business? Because it's not about playing on Sunday. It's not about the honor code. It's not about serving church missions. It's about your bias for all of those things. That's all this is. Think they'd have a better relationship with uh, ESPN if they had added BYU? I think they probably would. I think they probably would. And I think the thing that's amazing is what BYU did the last, the last 10 years. And, and this is the same thing I say about Utah. It's the, the same thing I say about Oregon State. Like, the absolute battle to rebuild Research Stadium. Hmm. <laughs> Because you don't have Phil Knight and Nike money. Yeah. Right? You're not in Seattle. You're not in a metropolis. You're in Corvallis. You're in Salt Lake City. You're in Provo. Yeah. And yet here you have in Provo one of the best stadiums, one of the most beautiful places to watch a game with a rabid fan base. You have, I think, one of the best home field advantages in the entire country at Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. And you have Research Stadium that is now unbelievable. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But because it's small-town Corvallis and it's the Mormons in Provo and, you know, who, whoever it was, it keeps ripping. You know, everybody who overlooks, you, you know, Utah is some terrible program. Do you understand that when you say, well, Utah's irrelevant, do you... Tell me you don't know dick about college football. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. Without telling me you don't know And I'm not even a football. Utah fan. Yeah, and that's the funny thing. It's like, everyone's yeah, like, oh, you're just a Utah, Utah homer. Yeah, we're not Dude, I'm Utah, a Notre bro. Dame fan. I know we're irrelevant. You don't hear me fighting for the Catholics, do you? No. You don't hear me fighting for the, the, the convicts at Miami, do you? You guys remember that? One of the best rivalries ever, Catholics versus convicts? Yeah. I wish I had kept that T-shirt.
It is one, truly one of my Iconic. prized possessions. Right, but anyway, you don't hear me fighting for Notre Dame. God bless. Because I know Notre Dame's irrelevant. Yeah. But you look at Utah, back-to-back Pac-12 championships, back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances. Like you, you, you look at Kyle Whittingham, named a top 10 coach in the country. Oh, they're so mad, bro. But they have a top 10 coach in the country. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me. Uh, Bryce Martin. I feel there is some truth in that they're better off being together because they're aligned geographically and ideolo- ideologically. Uh, you mean philosophically? Ideologically. Uh, but they don't win big-time uh, football games. I well, agree with that all day. Utah lost to Florida. Oregon lost to Georgia. And you didn't just lose. Like, Oregon got stomped, dude. Like, the Utah game... Utah got away with that because everyone knows Utah should have won that game. And Utah just tra- it just tragically lost that game. Yeah. Cam Rising makes that throw 100 but times out of 100. There's no getting away from the two Rose Bowl losses. There's yeah. just no getting away from that. Salty Drunk wants us to talk NBA. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He just said NBA. Hey, Salty Drunk. Hey, N- brother. NBA. Hey, what do you want to talk about, dog? What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about LeBron's torn ligament? He wants to talk about NBA. You you want to talk about Chet? You want to talk about Josh Giddey? You want to talk about... How about Big Daddy Magic in our members only group? (laughs) Yeah. Big Daddy Magic puts a picture of Chet Holmgren wearing a heart rate monitor. It's like, oh, he's wearing a bra, dude. Look at this picture. (laughs) Dude, it's... Gotta be fucking kidding. It's a heart rate monitor, kid. What do you mean? Oh, he's wearing a bra, bro. Bruh. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Dig the bruiser. Notre Dame hasn't mattered since the days of disco. You guys remember when Notre Dame, when, uh, uh, oh my God. Dude that's at LSU now that I can't remember his name. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. You remember when they, Brian Kelly was Notre Dame's coach and. They were going up against the Sabinator. Why would you bring that up? And everyone was You're like, oh, yeah. Don't. They're going to beat the Sabinator. Yeah, how'd that work out? Dude, Nick Saban is a better man than you are. See, the we were having, is not over. We were having such a good show. and then you have to, my butt. You have to bring up Lalani Kakua Nut. Don't bring up Manti's dead girlfriend. How dare you? Who never existed. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Why would you do that? Dude's out here talking to Casper, the ghost sister. You guys remember Man Titeo was talking to somebody you thought was a girl that turned out to be a dude? Lie detector test determined. <laughs> that was a lie. And then, by the way, they got blown out by Bama, and he oh. went on to have half the career he should have. And he's such a good dude, too. Man he, is. he is. See, you always do this. What do you mean? See, he knows how much of a, a Notre Dame fan I am. That's the bottom line. He knows. Oh, man. Leilani Hakua was hot. Until they found out she was a dude. <laughs> You're filling in for somebody. Cow turd. Hey, cow turd. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> I don't know. You're such a jerk. Because it's Friday, bro. Blue Maple says any NHL anyone? Yeah. In hey, fact, uh, hello, Florida hey, Panthers. bro. Hello, dude. Oh, no. The Carolina Panthers. Panthers, the Florida, the Carolina, somebody's with the flag and the hurricane, the Carolina, somebody's are going to take out about, the Florida Hurricanes. I told you the Florida Panthers were winning that series. No, they're not, bro. Um, I'm just saying. 
John Peterson, Pac-12 deferred, delayed Houston, and the Cougs took the Big 12 deal out of frustration. Maybe, maybe not. No. That's not what happened, John. Um, no, no, I think, no. No, no, no. Do you guys remember, and you probably don't, because, again, I have no life. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall did an interview in the Austin American Statesman mm-hmm. in which he begged to get into the Big 12. Yeah. While he was about to play Texas and Taysom jumped over the Longhorns while I was at uh, Longhorn Steakhouse. Wow, that's convenient. Watching, sitting at the bar while Jake was there getting derailed as a dish boy. Um, I was? Weren't, what, yeah, weren't, didn't you? No, not Longhorn. Dude, What bro, is it called? Bro, get the nomenclature right. It's Texas Roadhouse. Oh. Damn. My bad. Dude. Texas Roadhouse. Bro. Standards we were at, don't matter. We were watching the game at Texas Roadhouse. Worst job and, I've ever had. Uh, what was that? 2013, I think. 2014. Not long ago enough. Um, and it was, he, he was begging to get, it, it had nothing to do with the Pac-12. They, it, they, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> no. No, that's not what happened. He wants to, uh, he wants to talk about Timothy closing out. Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's switch gears. Oh, uh, let's switch gears. Talk a little Chicago Cubs baseball. Kyle Hendrick. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Kyle, on, he was activated. Sorry. This hour of the show is always brought to you by our good friends at Bucked Up, baby. Um, you want to know why I have so much energy? Buckshot. I told you guys I took a buckshot about two hours ago. Till turn the other way. Turn. There you go. Uh, <coughs> took a buckshot about two hours ago. I am lit. I feel great. I have mental clarity. It's why Salty Drunk is here because he knows that not only am I a good looking dude, but I have mental clarity because I use quality products that don't cause me to crash. That's why Bucked Up is the official energy partner of the Monty Show. In the links below, please don't take my word for it. You can get their brand new Buck Bar from Bucked Up. You it's guys, so I, the, the salted caramel bros. I'm telling you, I've had, I've had all of them, and they're all exquisite. The salted caramel is the best one by far, and I have trouble finding bars I like. You know how you just chew into a bar and it's like, oh, God, again? No, not on these ones. They taste good. They're low glycemic, which is huge. They use quality, high-quality uh, high protein powders, whey protein isolate, mm-hmm. which is different than whey protein. Um, they, I'm telling you guys, whether it's refueling after a workout, um, I had a buckshot this morning when I went, but went before I played golf, uh, I went and did a bunch of chipping and putting this morning, felt great, thought through it, had one of the best chipping sessions I've ever had, got off the course, ate a bar, felt like a million bucks. Like it works. The thing that's impressive about bucked up is their products just work. So yes. get in the description below. They want to give you a sampler pack of their buck bars that are brand new. Send them right to your door for free. They'll give you six buckshot samples for free. They'll send them right to your door. Just click the link, fill out the information, good to go. Go and get it. And by the way, if you're somebody that, that uses supplements all the time, use the promo code MONTE to get 20% off at checkout at buckedup.com. Um, I love, love, love a lo- their supplements. I use their greens. I use their collagen peptides. I use their protein powders, their pre-workouts, like everything in their line 
just works. It does exactly what it says. And the other thing I think is important, they have high stimulant, they have low stim. So if you only want 100 milligrams, like these buckshots are 100 milligrams of caffeine, they have pre-workouts. They have energy drinks that are 100 milligrams. In the white can, they call them low stim because they have zero sugar and they also have 100 milligrams of caffeine. You, you're a big boy. You need more caffeine. You really had Dude, a long night. Did you call night. me fat? Yeah, I did. You chubby. Uh, <laughs> you want to do a better workout? Get the black can. Get the LFG. Get the, get, the, get the high stimulant that's got 300 milligrams of caffeine in it. And it just works. In the description below, get your free Buckshot and your free uh, sampler pack of Buck Bars. Bucked up, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Uh, Monty owes a ribeye, says WNB. A. Okay. Uh, you know. Uh, Tanner T says N H L. Is this what is this we're doing now? Spelling B, dude. We're doing now. Greg Hawkins says, "What's up, casuals?" Dude. Greg Hawkins, how how's are you? the kid? Gary says uh, M L B. Yeah, casual. Okay. Salty drunk says, "I mean, you guys have talked TV deal for three months. We have, and we've talked NBA for three months. We have. Just saying, you know." All right, so let's ask way, you. By the way, really quick, uh, yes. Utah Jazz is still the number one search on this channel, just saying. It is. Just saying. It is. So I was going to say, let's talk Utah Jazz because I think Austin Reeves is one of the really important conversations of the offseason. I was told today that the Jazz are interested in Austin Reeves. Now, I'd remind you that Austin Reeves is a restricted free agent. What's the matter? No, I mean... What was that about? The Jazz. Yeah. What was the, that about? Anytime I hear the word restricted free agent. Yes. You know what this is going to be, dude. Gordon Hayward all over again. Gordon Hayward, DeAndre Ayton, uh, what should have been Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> okay. I mean, was that necessary? Times, was that really how necessary? How many times do we need to talk about the Delta Center, right? And all the great things happening with the organization before we start talking about Jordan Clarkson and the TV deal and these different things. I look at NBA free agency. Austin Reeves is a top commodity in the entire league. That is somebody that you can go and get, in my opinion. The problem is, is you're going to need to overpay for him because they're going to match the offer sheet because they want him. That's the problem with Austin Reeves. I think Austin Reeves is a hell of a, a basketball player. The Lakers are not going to let him go. The problem is somebody like Danny Ainge, who's got all the money in the world and all the draft assets in the world, can make an offer that Austin Reeves can't refuse. And I don't think the Jazz will do that. Austin Reeves is not the cherry on top of the Jazz cake, right? No. Nope. I think that the Lakers will bring him back. There's almost no question about that. But let's make something very clear. The Utah Jazz need a leader and a point guard like Austin Reeves. If you look at all the up-and-coming teams, their either biggest need or their biggest asset is their point guard. And you look at teams like OKC, SGA is one of their biggest assets. What's yeah. one of their biggest problems? Lou Dort. All right? Lou Dort's a problem for them. You've got Chet. Um, you've got Jalen. Like You have all these great assets. You don't have a, a true number one ball handler who can help SGA be better. Yeah. Right? I look at the New York Knicks. What's their biggest asset? Jalen Brunson. Right? I, I mean, there's no question about it. 
you you look at teams across this league. You either have a point guard or you don't. Mm-hmm. The Phoenix Suns have Chris Paul. That's a big problem for them. And they're going to pick up his $30 million option. They've already told him that. That's a problem. That is a huge problem. So you, you look at the stuff and you look at the way that a team like the Jazz is going to build their roster. They have a centerpiece in Laurie Markkinen. I personally believe their, their second biggest need is not point guard. I think it's power forward. But there's no doubt this team needs to add two point guards, a starting point guard and a real number two. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about a Cameron Payne. I'm talking about a number one go get him point guard. But you look at the L.A. Lakers, the Lakers have three of them. And it's a liability, not an asset. Because Dennis Schroeder's not a number one. D'Angelo Russell probably wants $100 million. Not probably. That, 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 they're saying he asked for four years and $100 million. $25 million a year. That's, that's, a, a, that's bread, a tough dude. number to That's a tough number to bring back, right? So I think it's really gonna, it, it's really going to be dependent on what Danny Ainge wants to do and how he wants to build. What's the matter? <laughs> the, Jeremy's comment about withdrawals. Oh, I'm not allowed to use the Tanner voice. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're forbidden on that. So. Super Soaker says it upset him, so yeah. we don't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I think when you look at the Jazz, I, I think it's one of those things where you have to figure out how to build this roster. I think you have wonderful pieces in place. Obviously with Ochai Baji, obviously with Laurie Markkinen, I mean, Walker Kessler, like... You have good, strong depth, but I think if you look at t- the two guys on this team are clearly Laurie Markin and Walker Kessler. Yes. Those are your two, two foundational pieces. Yep. And I'm of the belief that Walker Kessler can be a 4-5 or five guy. Now, he's got to learn to shoot the ball, but I think he's shown you that he's willing to do that. You think he can ever be all NBA? Do you think he get that good? Because I think if you're Danny Ainge, that's Man. what you have to look at. I mean, just how good can Walker Kessler be? How, like... What is the absolute best of the best? And then what is likely? I think he is likely to turn into an all-star. I, I think he is I, because I think he's got the right attitude to improve, you know, and I think we saw a lot of leaps in improvement over his rookie season. So I have a little more confidence that maybe he's able to add, you know, I, I would hope a jumper over the summer, but a skill because that's all it is in the NBA. And I hope people realize this. Every single summer, you got to bring something back in your bag. You got to have a better this, a better that. I mean, you know, Donovan added, Donovan Mitchell added all this range before he went to Cleveland, you know. Well, for Walker Kessler, just come back with a jumper of some variety, something that you can rely on. Who's like, who is your. I don't even know who your number one target would be. I mean, if I'm the, if I'm the Jazz. I think I'm probably trying to draft a power forward. But, I mean, I think there's a lot of value in a guy. You know, there's a lot of free agents out there. Guys like Christian Wood. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in Christian Wood. Used in the right situation, Christian Wood can be a really nice contributor. But I think you've got to go and find a badass power forward and a point guard. And I think there's every chance in the world that you do that through the draft. But, you know, I look look at the, the Lakers situation. I also think there's a huge problem with Kyrie Irving. America's favorite anti-Semite should not be on the Lakers. <laughs> like, I think you've done. What? You can't just say that and not, me not laugh, dude. Well, America's hey, favorite anti-Semite. It's the truth. Dude. Kyrie's a guy that you should exclude. Yeah. 
from your if you're Rob Palinka, that should be that should be your no no zone. Because I think when you when you look at Kyrie Irving and this whole thing like don't disrespect me on social media or what? Kyrie Irving today said, Don't talk about me on social media. Or what? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Nothing. You're a pain in the ass. You're a part-time player. You are a, a, a powder keg waiting to explode. Mm-hmm. You're expensive. And I just don't think you're a championship player anymore. Yeah. I think at one time you were, and you're off the reservation. I'm not interested in Kyrie Irving. I am truly not. And if it is true that Joel Embiid is available in Philadelphia, I'm happy to make a trade. If I'm the Lakers, I'm absolutely in on Joel Embiid. If I'm the Boston Celtics, please take Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, and let's make that the groundwork for a Joel Embiid trade. Yeah. And let's figure it out. Yeah. If yeah. I'm the Lakers, hey, please, please, tell me what you want. Let's make a Joel Embiid trade. You want Anthony Davis? Happy to do it. I want it. I just need Joel to play 70 games a year. And I, I, honestly, I just need him to be the centerpiece of my, my franchise. You can go get Reeves back. LeBron comes back with a happy foot, and we're good to go. Yeah, how about the story that LeBron James has a torn ligament? Still in that right foot. He's old. He's done. He's broken down. Well, he put up a 40-point triple-double, essentially, in the last game of the season with a torn ligament in his right foot. So 40 points on one foot. Hmm. Okay. And I know you're going to bring it up, so let's talk about this NBA flopping rule. Yeah. I love this. It's already in college basketball. According to some, and I'm hoping it happens, they are going to test fly the flopping technical foul in the NBA Summer League. Yes. And usually when they do that, it's almost a done deal to put it into the regular season. Yep. You pilot something in Summer League, it's probably going to happen. Do you like it? I do like it a lot. I think the league needs it. Uh, I hate that Adam Silver came out and said, I think it was yesterday, might have been today, uh, that he felt like the NBA was too physical in the 90s. I disagree. I think that there was a very fine line, and I will die on the hill of I would rather have that product than what we have today. I would love today's athletes with that level of physicality because I think that it, you can tone the physicality back, right? If I need to, if the game is too physical and I got to whistle the game down, okay, great. We can do that. But in my opinion, it's much more difficult to tone the whistle back when there's a precedent being set for flopping and like, hey, we're constantly, you know, complaining to the official and constantly berating officials. Like, it, it, it just, it dilutes the game. It changes I, the game. I am telling you now that these flagrant foul calls, they're not flagrant fouls. No. And I'm tired of the, the flopping and I'm tired of the inability. Like, what happened to no free layups? What happened to, fine, if you don't want physical play, I am going to break his forearm swiping at the basketball. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I was watching the, the Reggie Miller buzzer beater against the Bulls in 98. Yeah. Today's the 25th anniversary of it. Wild. Those things never happen. Now, is it, is it true that Bill Lambeer and the Pistons and the Jordan rules was too much? It was. You're talking about the greatest player in the history of the game. And their whole plan was to physically beat him down. But isn't that part of why he's the greatest player in the game? It is the only reason that the Bulls dynasty happened. It is the only reason. 
because Michael Jordan only became Michael Jordan physically because he knew they were coming for that ass. And him and a guy named Tim Grover, the renowned trainer, built his body. And he, he, Michael Jordan has talked about the fact that he had to change himself as a basketball player. He had to relearn certain parts of his game because he put on muscle and grew in strength to the point where it affected the way he played basketball. Do you even lift? He never becomes the greatest player ever if the Pistons don't exist. Michael Jordan never happens if the physicality of the 80s and 90s never existed. Mm -hmm. He just never becomes that guy. And so what I'm saying is I'd love the league to find a happy medium. Now, the league's never going to trend back to what we saw then, but I would love no free layups to be a thing. I would love for the flagrant one to not be used as liberally as it is now. I would love it to be reserved for the Grayson Allen Alex Caruso incident or, you know, any of these non-basketball plays. Because fouling a guy hard, in my opinion, is a basketball play, but there's a fine line. If you there's undercut a way to a guy, do it. If you undercut a guy, that's a flagrant foul. If you're going to push a guy in the back when he's in the air, that's a flagrant foul. Yeah. If you happen to break the skin, slapping his forearm while the ball is in that motion and you're on your way down and you miss the, the ball and you hit his arm, hey, that's basketball, man. You were going for the ball. And this thing where they're calling flagrant fouls because you got in a guy's landing zone, absolutely the right call. You have to protect jump shooters in this league. It's the identity of basketball now. Yeah. But this other, the flopping until, but, but again, you know, the other thing I say about this, legislate illegal screens out of the game then. Legislate them out because there's usually a hundred of them a game, minimum. And they call like two of them. And you're like, well, what about the other 98? Yeah. Well, that doesn't help us with the outcome. And I see all your comments about hand checking. I agree. Hand checking should be allowed. I, I think that I think that the way they whistle defense, I, I don't love it. I think that there are a lot of times where where especially on the perimeter, one on one, that's what NBA fans are paying for. Right? Yeah. You're paying for you're paying for you know, Durant versus Jimmy Butler or like your favorite player versus the other team's best player. And I don't want some candy ass whistle. Uh, you know, on a play that just frankly shouldn't be a whistle. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's too much to expect officials nowadays to find that line. Everything has to be on paper as to what they can call and what they can't call. And that's unfortunate, but I think it's the reality of the situation in the league now. Don't get started on officiating. Because we're going to have to get into this dastardly conversation while they're going to call in so that LeBron gets calls at home. Yeah, I'm not here for that today. No, I'm not here for that, man. I'm not here for that, man. You know. Uh, Derek Roche gives us $5 to ask, how many picks does it take till you get to the center, Victor Wembenyama? Never mind that he's not a center. You guys realize that Victor Wembenyama is on the record saying, I will not play center. Victor's the way. He wants to, he truly, and he'll tell you, he wants to be a three. Yeah, well, he's going to figure out real quick he's way too slow to be a three. Uh the thing that guys like him don't think about, you got to defend. You, I understand that offensively you want to ball handle and, hey, man, look at me shoot 29% from three in a foreign country. I, I still, that's my favorite thing about Victor so far. <laughs> Everyone thinks, oh, he can shoot the three. He's shooting 29%, dude. In France where they don't play defense. And then he wants to be a three in the NBA 
It's a, it's, he's a project, dude. I don't think he sucks. I don't think he's a bust, but he's a project. Ceiling is super high. And I think it would be $169 million or the most picks allowed. It, it would take a truckload. It would take a truckload. Yeah. I th- I, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, Kaufman, that's why I love college basketball more right now. College basketball at regular know, season dude. college basketball is unwatchable. It's dreadful, dude. It is unwatchable. I can't do, what is it, 30-second shot clocks? Can't do it. Yeah. Jeremy Callahan. James Harden would have have even half the free throws in his career if he played 20 years ago. He wouldn't. He'd be a different player, though. He'd be a different player. Fat Jesus. The Suns need to pay Chris Paul to just play the last half of the season so it reduces his ability to get hurt. (laughs) Look, Fatty, you're not even wrong. If Chris Paul were ever healthy, if his groin ever held up, in the Terrible. playoffs, what? How many championships do they win if Chris Paul's groin wasn't on the floor in Houston? Many. I'm serious. I think they win three championships if he hadn't broken down physically. Water's wet, and Chris Paul's hurt in the playoffs. Yeah. From broken hands two years ago, like. Yeah, dude. You're you're exactly right, Jesus. I. It's so frustrating. Books should have championships already. Um, yes, Cougar tracks hand checking is part of the game. Um, I already read that one. Uh, let's see. K. Nuren, LeBron equals NBA best flop. What is your, what? I don't understand this. Why do you guys hate LeBron? It, you don't even have to like him, but K, like every single day, you're, you're anti-LeBron, anti-LeBron. Anti, like the guy put up a 40-point triple-double with a torn ligament in his foot. He is the all-time leading scorer in every segment of the season. Ever. I I just don't understand this this whole thing where, you know, I'm not a LeBron guy. I grew up a Michael Jordan fan. But at some point, you have to come around to the fact that that the guy is is the greatest player of his generation. Facts. And this whole thing where he's a flopper, find me... Five, it, like, Kay, who's your favorite player? Because he's a flopper. If you're in today's NBA and you are not flopping, you are... You are you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Yeah. Because they're blowing the whistle. They're blowing... Uh, so, wait. Austin Reeves? Chris Paul? James Harden? Like, Austin name Austin Reeves all, learned how to flop, dude. D- Devin Booker? Damian Lillard? You name all of the best scorers in the NBA, I guarantee you they're floppers. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? Nikola Jokic is absolutely a flopper. Joel Embiid, absolutely a flopper. Why wouldn't you be? Luka Doncic doesn't flop? Please. Come on. Please. Like, it, it's amazing to me the, the outright lack of respect for LeBron James. GMAX says college is better. College basketball is dreadful for most of the season. Yeah. It, it, like, Tournament's better. See Kentucky. Like... You can't have programs anymore because guys are there a year and then they're in the NBA. Yep. Bronny's going to be at USC one year. Do you learn a system in one year? Do, do, you, do you learn a system in one year? No. I don't think you do. You, I, I mean, I, I think there are, there are things... There are things that you can learn. I mean, like you can learn in a year that Barbecue Pit Stop is the single greatest barbecue equipment company in the country. You know that. It takes like 
It takes five minutes. That doesn't take a year. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in the great state of Utah and you go to any of their stores in Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson, St. George, Murray on State Street across from the mall, you already know the people are phenomenal. Yep. They're barbecue experts. They're smoking experts. They are equipment experts, right? And they're all individually owned and operated. They're entrepreneurs. It's just a great place to do business. But then you get into the Asado seasoning at Barbecue Pit Stop. It's over. Bomb. You're going to put Asado seasoning in your scrambled eggs. You're going to put Asado seasoning in your pasta sauce, on your, on your wings, your steaks, your chops, your brisket. It goes on everything. You can get it at bbqpitstop.com, right? Because you can shop online. You know what else you can do at bbqpitstop.com? You can say, hey, how long do I cook a pizza on my Traeger smoker? Hey, uh, you know, what kind of smoker should I buy? Is smoking complicated? Because everybody thinks running a smoker is science. Bro, plug it in, put some pellets in the hopper, and hit ignite. Facts. You are now a smoker. Barbecuepitstop.com. They have all the best equipment, all the best dudes, and they're going to teach you how to use stuff as well. That's why we love them. We are thrilled to have them on the show. Barbecuepitstop.com. Fat Jesus, how do you prove that I am weak and have poor balance? I don't know. No, Fact. no, I'm not gonna. No, Fact. I'm not. No, nope, I'm not gonna. Don't say try it. to come in here and bait us into talking about you not having balance because you have more than two legs. Don't try to make those jokes on this show, Grum. Don't. Why did you have to? I Don't. was not going Don't. to reference phallic symbols. Don't. Like, I, I, why, why? Why do it? 30 minutes left in the week on the Monty program. McKinley Cutler, smoking is not complicated, but mastering it is. There are some tweaks and some tricks and stuff. Absolutely there is. Um, let's see. Kaneran says Vic equals NBA future superstar. So you're one of those guys. Victor Wambanyama. Victor's the way. Could be. Uh, the NBA, C. Coppin says the NBA is all about scoring no defense and not physical. Okay, see, I disagree, dude. Yeah. Defense wins the Larry O'Brien. Just saying. Much like college basketball, the game changes in the postseason. Yeah. And you're seeing right now that Hemi and the Heat, who are not going to close out Boston tonight. We got to do Monty Makes You Money here in a minute. Um, I am telling you, I am just telling you, Hemi and the Heat will not close tonight. But they will win back in Miami. Because it ain't going game seven, man. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, okay, let's move on. Um, yeah. Let's see. Gary says Victor is getting overrated now. Now? Now? Like since birth. Uh, college basketball, Jeremy says, you have early season tournaments, then conference schedule, plus Big 12 SEC challenge, etc. Maybe you watch too much Pac-12 hoops. I don't watch Pac-12 hoops because they don't play hoops in, in the Pac-12. They don't. Because it's garbage. You want to watch hoops? You watch SEC or Big 12. And really, it's Big 12 because that's the best basketball Oh, come in the on. Country. The ACC's got some. Ah, oh, shut up. ACC's got some. I know. I'm a Carolina fan. I grew up a Michael Jordan fan. Jake likes to tweak thy nips. Uh, <laughs> oh, please right. continue. Maverick Buster, teams lose leverage when others jump first. Risk it? No. Uh, nobody's jumping first. They're leaving together. If it happens. Yeah. Uh, Chris gives us a $10 super sticker. Thank you. And also pays $2 to say, why is Wilner Hotline 
so bias biased. I don't know. Ask John Wilner. Yeah. I don't know if he is or not. I don't. He's behind a paywall, so I don't subscribe to the San Jose Mercury News. So I don't get to read him much unless somebody copies it and sends it to me, which you are free to do on social media outlets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think John Wilner's a fabulous, fabulous journalist. I think he's a great writer. I think he's awesome. Jeremy Callahan, ACC <laughs> is solid but overrated. They are not solid in football. It's a basketball conference. In football, it's already crowned Clemson. See what I did there? ACC yeah, already ACC. crowned Clemson. Right. In God's um, name, image, image and, and Clemson. In uh, basketball, I think they're, they're deeper. I mean, obviously, I'm a North Carolina fan, so I was happy to see Coach K retire. Um, but I think North Carolina is very emblematic of the issues in college basketball in that you win it one season. The next year, you don't even qualify for the NCAA tournament and refuse to go to the NIT. Yep. Yep. I think that's the issue in college basketball. The day of the dynasty in college basketball is dead. Yep. Because you have a new roster every single year. You know. Uh, Jet Wayman says, practicing shooting my bow before I throw a steak on the grill. The Bobby. Okay. Jet, when are we going to hook up? I owe you a ribeye, dude. Okay, dude. Come on. What? Get a room. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we watching TCU dismantle Kansas in the Big 12 baseball championship? Because it's baseball. Jake's literally got college baseball on. Okay. Um, uh, how about, okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, SEC. There you go. Uh, Gary says Clemson's a fraud team. Are they? Uh, Jeremy Callahan, in football, ACC is weaker than the AAC. <laughs> you ain't even yeah. joking. Truck Stop Gumby went to the uh, G bus on an emissions test. What did I miss? Nothing. Did you pass the emissions test? Uh, Jet says whenever works for you. Whew, good. Okay, never. Wow. Kick never. the can down the road, bro. Never. That's right, T. Now, we'll have to hook it up. Um, we'll have to hook it up for sure. All right. Uh, real quick, I want to get to a couple of non-sports topics. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Settle dude, down. Why? I'm just giving why? you. Why, Dude. <laughs> Bro, Sorry if you're offended by last that. time we talked about fry sauce, a, a, a battle royale. Dude. Like a war of words broke out on the show. Some of you may remember. Oh, mayo chup is real, dude. Mayo chup. <laughs> I will unsubscribe from this channel if you slander mayo chup. How about that? Now listen. Mayo chup. If you like mayo chup, you should probably unsubscribe. From yeah, the you, can go, you, can, you can go ahead and hop in the portal. Are you a fan of fry sauce? No. I asked this exact question to uh, Mrs. Monty. Hey, Monty. Hey, Mrs. Monty. I said, are you a fan of fry sauce? She said, it depends on who makes it. Because it's garbage. Now, the fry sauce at the break, <laughs> it is not garbage. The fry <laughs> sauce at the break is pretty good. But on the regular, what are your favorite condom ins? That you guys like dip your fries in or. As opposed to dipping something else in. What is wrong with you? You're the one who said it all weird. Stop it. Uh, I am a yes, ranch yes, guy. Yes. I think you guys know that. All day. All day. All day. Uh, I am a ranch guy. I'm trying to get into hummus. Okay. Mrs. Monty dude, wants there are me. limits, dude. Mrs. Monty wants me to start eating hummus. Bro. I am not generally a hummus guy. You fucking donkey. Now, tzatziki <laughs> sauce 
if you want to consider tzatziki to be hummus, yeah, I am a hummus guy. Yeah, if 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 hummus is 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 steak on a euro with some tzatziki, we're good to go. I mean, that's hummus you know? to me. It's, if that's listen, hummus. you define hummus any way you want. How I define hummus, <laughs> we in my house we call hummus ketchup. Yeah, right and. <laughs> If you guys ever want to kick it, we'll flow. I'm probably getting divorced. <laughs> I could be wrong. Because Mrs. Monty loves her some hummus. I swear to God. It's every week you come on the program and talk about how you're trying something new. This week's flavor is hummus, dude. Bro, Last dude. week it was some dude named yeah. Steve in the truck stop conference. We really this did. week, what is it? Hummus? <laughs> um, but Mrs. Monty wants me to try hummus. Yeah, I've never been. I've tried it and I've never liked it. It depends. When we were in England, our, good old, our former good old friend Wayne Scholes took us some, to some amazing Indian food yeah. in Manchester. Yeah, that was pretty good, actually. And we had hummus for, like, days. It was beautiful. Yeah. But the problem is you get, like, grocery store hummus. It's hummus. You get grocery store hummus, and it's full of oil, yeah. and Ugh. it stops your heart, and then you got to get, know. like, defibrillated and because stuff. It's garbage. I want good hummus. I want, well, hello there. Um, I want real hummus, like legit hummus. Right. Because I like non-bread. Right. I like pita. I want it. I like dipping like bagel chips or whatever they're called. Mm -hmm. I like that stuff. Yeah. And it's, I, I like it a lot. Any form of like, crunchy item you know cracker chip whatever dipped in like a sauce or like a nice dip is pretty tough to beat yeah oh truck stop gumby says steak juice yeah mr preston says i love me some fry sauce see and this is preston preston yeah bro i'm telling you when you get a good fry sauce and i maintain there's a couple the, the break <laughs> the break sports bar has the best. Yeah, but the ranch is better. Oh, the ranch. But, but it's not It's not Super Chicks Ranch, which, again, okay, I am true, a big believer. True. Yeah, Super Chicks Ranch has pure-cut Colombian cocaine in it because that stuff is... The addiction on that stuff is ridic ridiculous. The ranch dressing... And, and we, this is probably where this conversation is going. Like, what is the best dipping sauce? It's ranch. That yeah. It's not close. Now, I can, I can do some honey mustard or some barbecue sauce or even some ketchup, but ranch is one all day. I, I, I mean, I, just, listen, I could do my sister if I wanted to, but I don't. Do that's a bad example. <laughs> I can dip my fries in whatever I want, but I choose ranch. And this is what I don't understand about guys like you. Listen, man, I could do honey mustard. Uh, I mean, if I really wanted to, and I was, you know, like mentally out of my own sorts, I could do blue cheese. Filling in for somebody. But ranch is Boom. really good. Out of here. Yeah. You don't do, oh, man, cool. If I could just get some honey mustard for my fries. Boom. Who out says that? No, you don't. You don't do honey mustard with fries. Who says that? Honey mustard with chicken tenders? Yeah. Well, okay. Now, now we're having a different so you, conversation. You need some crispy crispy chicken tenders and some nice honey mustard that's we're pretty, having a different conversation yeah, yeah but fries and ranch is goat, goat what i'm telling you is you have a cold can of bucked up energy yeah, cold can of miami some chicken tendies 
and some ranch dressing. Absolutely, dude. You don't need another person. You don't need any dogs or cats. My favorite food is chicken tendies and fries. You don't need anybody telling you that you're good enough and damn it, I like you. No, because you've got bucked up energy drink, chicken tendies and some ranch. Dude. That's what life is I've about. I've been a rich man right? and I have been a poor man. But then you, choose- you, you remember that you, uh, you had children. And they bring over barbecue sauce and honey mustard. It's fucking Cole Beasley. Right? Like they just ruin the whole thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, ranch, you can say, okay, what do you dip in condiments? Um, wings. Okay, ranch. why do you keep saying condiments like that? Okay, what do you dip in sauces? Wings. <laughs> yes, ranch. Yes. Fries. Yes. Ranch. Yes. Uh, chicken tenders. Ranch. Because yeah. the ranch dressing at Wingstop. Highly overrated. The celery and carrots that comes with the wings. Highly overrated. But you can dip them in ranch. Yes. Right? Chicken sandwich. Dip it in ranch. Yes. A burger at JCW's. Dip yes. it in ranch. Tell me what you can't dip in ranch. Well, that's Grilled a food. Grilled cheese you can dip in ranch. Grilled cheese. Oreo cookies. Okay. No, you can't dip those in ranch. No. Um, Gary says hummus is the best. No, no, dude. Derek Bro. says let's go gyro. Yes. Lee Jensen, my mom didn't have ketchup until she came to America. Bro, what? Where is she from? Uh, Monty owes a ribeye. Fry sauce is good. Sometimes you guys sound like uh, people who eat blue cheese and olives. No, Stop. no. Stop. No. We're not going to prison like those people. I don't get people. down like that. No. Uh, Mike Chase, barbecue sauce and mayo mixed is the best. Oh, barbecue sauce and mayo sounds good. What a burger! Nah. Spicy ketchup, hell yeah. I like. I'm see. I'm a Whataburger guy. You're not. McKinley Cutler, fry sauce is good base for some awesome sauces. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Gary, I make my own hummus. Really. Uh, CKS, I took a hummus uh, for a test drive once. Too much money for what they are. <laughs> That's pretty... Jake doesn't get it. Uh, Katie Raider, Monty Monty, pan the camera where you are not behind the chat stream. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Can't do that. Can't do that, sir. What do you mean, not behind he the He would ch- like to see the lobby where we made a reference to some folks walking by. Oh, no, can't do that. Yeah, can't do that, sir. I didn't make a reference to anybody. I'm married. I only have eyes for Mrs. It became Hunt. personal with me. Non-bread is, non-bread is cringe. It's just non. Oh, please, dude. It's just, okay. Dude, don't come in here and say you like hummus and then say non-bread is terrible. No, he, there's no such thing as non-bread. It's just dude. called non. Okay, whatever, man. Okay. Mapes, uh, all about the fry sauce. Two parts ketchup, two parts Miracle Whip, one part barbecue. Oh, oh, dude. Mapes Bro. has fry sauce like, recipe what? on speed dial. What? Dude. The Mapes, <laughs> the Mapes has a fry sauce recipe on the tip of his tongue. That motherfucker don't oh miss, Oh, my God. Man. Tom Dean says ketchup. Yes. Yes. Gary, heavily debating on hitting up uh, Johnny Rockets. Oh, uh, sorry. A little vomit. Johnny Rock. Why would you do? Go to Johnny, please. Go to Johnny Rockets. Did you hear Applebee's closed, by the way? What? Yeah, Applebee's is gone. Uh, Fat Jesus, that was a question about flopping files. Oh, okay. His third leg incident. 
Uh, Matt Hart, Apollo Burger fry sauce was good back when they made it in the store. Yeah, now everybody come Again, what do I like about Super Chicks? Ogden on Riverdale Road, St. George. You know what I like about those stores? They make all their sauces in-house. They cut all their vegetables fresh in-house. Mm-hmm. Full chicken breast. Shaking. Shaking. Uh, steak juice or nothing, Jeremy says. Steak juice is good. Truck Stop Gumby says, pause, bro. I'm with you. Uh, pause, Gar- bro. Pause. Gary says ranch is not the best dipping sauce. Dude, okay. Gary. Dude, you're you're Gary, Gary. Dude, you had a good week. Gary. Right? Like you guys all know the Amon Shumpert story about Kobe, where Kobe at the end of the you know the third quarter heading into the fourth at MSG told Amon Shumpert, "Hey, you had a nice game, bud." Gary, that's you right now. You're Amon Shumpert. You had a nice week. Just just chill. Just chill. Okay. Uh, Gordon A paid us ten dollars to for this comment. Monty, you're the best. I hope this show never ends. Oh, that was nice of you. What a great comment, dude. He didn't say that. One and done would possibly be dealt. One and done would possibly be dealt with if there was a full-fledged second tier pro league below the NBA that players who don't want to play college ball could play in instead. So, <laughs> is this a real comment right now? Uh, Buddy, dude, homie. Bro, casual, um, can't think of another name. Did you know there's something called the G League? That actually exists, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I mean, I appreciate the $10. I, mean, I appreciate you, know. you spending money to tell us that, but dude. You no. Know. Okay, that's fine. Uh, John Soper says the Big Ten Ranch SEC Ketchup. Big 12 barbecue sauce, <laughs> ACC buffalo sauce, and the Pac-12 is blue cheese. <laughs> yeah. He said, yeah. He said buffalo dude. sauce, dude. Yes. I oh, love my this. God. Breaking news. The Boston Celtics are going to wear green uniforms Whoa. tonight. Their actual Kelly green and white uniforms. Holy they're, crap. They're, they're going to wear them. Can you guys believe it? Dude. Can you guys believe it? You know, Gaucho Gabe's not playing tonight, right? Gabe Vincent. Gaucho Gabe. God damn it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shut up. Stay hard. <laughs> shut up. Fat Jesus. Ketchup and mustard mixed together. Oh. Dude, why? No. Who does that? Like, I worry. Fat Jesus. Uh. I worry about you. Ketchup and mustard mixed together? (laughs) That sounds terrible. Um, Ranch is best dipping sauce, and it ain't close. Thank you. That's why you put relish on hot dogs. You know what Uh, I mean? No, no, I don't actually. K. Nuren says, yes, KC mustard and Miracle Whip. (laughs) Look at everybody saying G League. I can't believe he legit commented that, dude. G League. G League. (laughs) Big Dog O-Town. Super Chicks is a real deal. I definitely endorse that establishment. Riverdale Road. I'm telling you you guys, go check them out. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, They're great supporters of this show. Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden. Um, We are going to be giving away gift cards in the next week or so, uh, so you guys can check it out. Um, They're just good dudes. They're a family business. Brothers own the stores uh, in... Ogden on Riverdale Road, down in St. George. If you're one of our guys in the GZ, go hit them up. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show because, you guys, I'm telling you, they are flipping fantastic. 
The food's legit, but the people are even better. And I was serious. They make their sauces in-house. They cut their veggies fresh in-house every day. All of their fries are fresh cut in-house. Their chicken is, is fresh. It's just... The pickles. The pick... Oh, my God, the pick... Well, you get a bacavo, so what do you know? Hey. I'm a real man, so I get a deluxe, and I ask a for extra pickles. Man. Yeah. I have hair on my chest. So, well, you're, a, you're kind of an ape when it comes to hair, but hey, it's you fine. you start talking shit. Yeah. Jake leaves... Dude. You, this guy is so hairy. Anyway, the point is, listen, listen, super I'm sorry if you're offended by that. On Riverdale Road in Ogden and in uh, St. George. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. We appreciate that. Um, let's see. Uh, Gordon A. says the G League isn't for guys right out of high school. Actually, that's exactly what it was created for. <laughs> bro, I love you, man. I love and like you, I dude. said, I lo- the money's good, dude. dude. I, bro. The G League what? is exactly for guys out of high school. Maybe you've heard of all of the high school kids who didn't go to college and played in the G League. That's what it's... The, casual. the Thompson twins this year, Scoot Henderson. Like, you know. You know, that's exactly what it's for. I'm not even... Are going, you trolling, bro? Is that what Yeah, are you trolling dude, us right this, now? This, is this sarcasm? Bro, this could be a God-level troll right here. This really could be. This, this really... Could be, uh, you know, uh, Gary says, become a member, Gordon. Well, you just gave us 15 <laughs> bucks. You should have become a member, darn it. Exactly right. Someone gift the guy a membership, please. Seriously. Please. Uh, Mike Maples, Cordon Blue is lit. Bacavo is mid. Thank- oh, please. Mapes, see? Dude. <coughs> I mean, <coughs> listen, every time that I begin to question Mike, Mike Maples, then he says something of brilliance like this. And I don't know. And I say to myself, why do I ever question Mapes? Why do I do it? Uh, let's see. The, the big Robic man who Ginobili never flopped. Oh, please. Oh, that's funny. Uh, truck Stop Gumby, those fries from Super Chicks look legit. Too bad there isn't a restaurant near me. Yeah, well, because okay. you're in the Truck Stop Conference. Gary says hair on your chest. Homie, you can't handle spice. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I No. Mrs. Monty will, will quite literally pick up the spiciest anything you have, and she will eat it and be like, oh, that's not hot. <laughs> I will look at it, and my mouth will, will begin to tingle. I'll be like, dude, that's too hot for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, Big Dog O-Town, mayo and mustard is a nice mix for a sauce. Uh, put it uh, mainly on turkey steak, but use on my sandwiches as well. Shout the Mobamba. Nothing wrong with that. Jeremy Callahan says, uh, troll God equals Gordon, flop God equals Harden. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So I think we're all in unison on this, that uh, ranch dressing is the best condiment. I think so, yeah. I mean, I I just don't think it's that in doubt. All right, so let's talk about nutjobs who think aliens live on Earth, Jake. There's a Stanford professor. (laughs) Oh, Stanford. Yeah, speaking of the Pac-12, who... Commissioned a study that basically said that he feels like he proved that aliens live among us. Now, clearly, he hasn't proved anything, right? There's no video. There's no scientific backing. But it got me thinking, if a Stanford professor believes that because the government has an alien task force or that, like, all these obscure reasons, right? Mm -hmm. If he believes all this stuff, is that a possibility? Because I hadn't really thought of that aliens living among us he's convinced 
absolutely positively convinced that aliens have been living among us. And then uh, yesterday, I believe it was, TMZ, and it was all over the news about how some of the best UFO footage out, I think it was over an airbase, had just recently been released by the government. And this was much more of an at-night, lights-in-the-sky type deal. We all know that type of video. The answer is no. <clears throat> no. I agree. I'm a big believer that, and my wife, again, God bless her soul. Uh, she's like, oh, dude, yeah, they're called unidentified flying objects. So what do you mean they're spacecraft? They're unidentified. How do you know? Yeah. You don't know if they're alien spacecraft. They're unidentified. Yeah. I believe they're alien spaceships. Sure, there are. Do I think they live on Earth? Probably not. They Nobody said boo. They would have vacuumed our brains out of our craniums already. Uh, you we're guys? living in a simulation. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen those. I can't remember the name of that. Starship Troopers. I've seen Starship <laughs> Troopers. I know how aliens operate. Okay? Do you believe that there's alien life forms out there? Yeah, I, I think we're Do they alone. live on Earth? No. They don't live no. on Earth. No. I, I, you know, they're probably as scared as us. Of us as they are. Hey, look, Darren Ingram's here, the greatest golf pro in the world. Go see him at Canyons Golf starting the week of uh, right around June 10th. Yeah. Those guys should be up and rolling. Yeah. Now, the special ones. Yeah, because, you know, we're VIPs and we're cool and stuff. Yeah. You know, going to play Canyons yeah, Golf. Yeah, we get tomorrow. to go and, uh, like the NBA, we run pilot programs on new golf courses and stuff. Darren Ingram <laughs> says, What the hell are we doing here? I'm starving now. Pretzel beer cheese. Let's go. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Pretzel beer cheese. Beer cheese is very underrated. Yes. Bomb. Yes. By the way, Darren Ingram, uh, on Memorial Day weekend, I say thank you for your service. Uh, Darren is a vet. Uh, pretzel beer cheese is good. Especially when the pretzel's done well. Dude. But it's hard to find well-done pretzels. It is. It is. You can't get, like, I know that people are like, oh, ballpark pretzels are not good. Yeah, they're, they're Like, mid, that rock-hard salt stuff that's on pretzels. The granulated salts. Nah, dude. But when you get a pretzel that's done right. Nice and soft, moist in the middle. I'm telling you, know, again, you know. not to keep talking about the break, but the break, sports bar, great pretzels. Great <clears throat> pretzels. Great pretzels, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. K. Nuren says the UFOs in, uh, are in the South Pole. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Matt Hart says paranormal caught on camera is a great show if you like ghosts, aliens, and Bigfoots. You know what scared the hell out of me? We watched Unsolved Mysteries last night. Oh, God. Why? First of all. Just so you can go to Pound Town. This dude in Chico, California kidnapped a girl in the 70s and put a box on her head. That is soundproof, so she could not scream. What do you think I thought about all night long last night sleeping? Having a box on your head that's soundproof, so you can. And of scream? course, they showed the trial footage, and the box is full of like, you know, padding. And uh, dude, that's gnar. Do not watch Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Great show that sucks so bad because it puts all that stuff in your head. It really does. I, I, I'm being serious. Uh, C. Coppin says, uh, but most of the movies say uh, they are more interested in a, in a hole. Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, Gary says, thank you for your service, Darren, indeed. Uh, Dick the Bruiser says, thank you, Darren. See? Like, See, that's what I'm talking about, dude. Pay Darren says, thank you. Lee Chances says, thank you for your service. 
Uh, John Smith says, awesome to see that your channel supports kids with disabilities. The autistic kid working the soundboard does a great job. You even let him talk. See what he did there? Like yeah, he, yeah, he called me stupid. You guys, you guys see what he did there? So this is great technique, actually. He paid you $5. Yeah. So you're lining my pockets. You're watching the show. And you're commenting. So wait, let me get this right. Yeah. You watched the show, you commented, and you gave us $5. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank By the you. way, probably shouldn't be joking about uh, autism and kids who struggle. Yeah, that's that's not a great look, dude. Pretty low cash. Job. Yeah, not a great look. Uh, bring Kyle Gunther on to talk about aliens. That's a hardcore alien guy. Yeah. Kyle Gunther knows more yeah, about aliens. It's entertaining to listen to him talk about yeah, aliens. Yeah, he knows more about that stuff than I'll ever know. Yeah. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says unsolved mysteries and sightings were good TV back in the day. Oh, my God. For sure. When Robert Stack was alive on unsolved mysteries, <laughs> yes. I still maintain Ghost Adventures is the best ghost show. Some of the stuff on Paranormal caught on camera is nuts. My wife doesn't believe any of it. None of it. Uh, Maury says, I did watch a documentary about aliens that came to Earth years ago and lived with us for decades. Then they got into a massive fight against each other. It was a great documentary. I don't want to know. <laughs> CKS says, was that on CW or Ion? <laughs> no, uh, actually, it was on the CW because that's what they cut to to get away from Live Golf. Jake, uh, Dick the Bruiser says, Jake is not stupid. Okay, that's not true. Uh, Matt Hart says, all the vets watching, thank you. Or anyone who has a family with vets, thank you. Yes, seriously. And I'm, I'm not trying to be Mr. And I said this earlier. I'm not trying to be Mr. Perfect, but we're not celebrating Memorial Day. We're not happy Memorial Day. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, right? Like, enjoy it. Have a great time. Enjoy your family, your friends, your barbecues, your smokers, your golf game. But you guys, just think and remember why we're having a long extended weekend. That is a holiday weekend, absolutely. But there's a reason that we have the freedoms that we have. Just remember that. Just think about guys like Darren and every other veteran and every veteran who didn't make it home and every police officer. And like, think about those guys. Because we live under the freedom they provide and we never think about it. So take a little time and think about that this weekend. Taylor Smith, uh, how do you guys sit there for the whole show? It is not easy. I'm not even kidding. It is not easy. Uh, you pee right before the show starts. Uh, John Smith is the most burner account name ever. Agreed. Seriously. Agreed. But he paid his $5, commented, and watched the show. So yeah. Yeah, thanks, for, uh, thanks for helping. Uh, C. Kaufman, thank you, uh, all the veterans and those who are serving today, indeed. Jeremy Callahan, in that documentary, were the uh, Levathons sent back to purgatory? Levi, Levo, okay. Okay. Uh, Jet Wayman, see y'all later. Have a great weekend. You too, man. Let's connect. I got to get you that steak, dude. Yeah. Jeremy Callahan, sitting ain't easy, ain't no reset. Sitting ain't easy. Ain't no reset. Ain't no reset. Absolutely, that's true. Bucked Up is the official energy provider of the Monty Show, you guys. Uh, make sure you get in the comments or in the description below. There's links for free samples from Bucked Up. They'll send six bucked, uh, buck shots right to your front door. They'll send a sampler pack of their new buck bars right to your front door. Click the link, hook it up. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, which now is over until Tuesday. We are off the next four days. Do not call me. I will be golfing. Golf. I feel bad going to canyons because the course is pristine. About 8.45 tomorrow, Darren's going to be chasing me down. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
I cannot wait. Going to Canyons tomorrow. Open to the public on Sunday. Their full opening is uh, June 10th, the week of June 10th. Let's get together up at Canyons, play some golf, you guys. Yes. Let's hope it doesn't rain tonight because I need a range session. Watch the damn golf vlog tomorrow. Do it. Exactly right. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, who reminds you, by the way, uh, to have a safe and enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. Drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. And if you get into an accident, make sure you call The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Utah Advocates, until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.